You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to the 42 cast, your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. As always, we have another great episode lined up for you. And this time, we are going to talk about something topical. Yes, it's not going to be released like months or even years after we recorded it. You're going to get it just, you know, maybe six to eight weeks after it actually happens. (laughs) But it's going to be relevant. It's going to be relevant because we are talking about the Marvel announcements at San Diego Comic-Con and at D23. So a lot of big stuff, a lot of news coming out of both of those outlets. And that's what we're going to talk about here. So um, before we start that, though, let's meet our cast for this week. So starting off. He is not the man that you love to hate because he couldn't be here today, but he has fit into his shoes. And that is Will. How are you doing, Will? I'm, my feet are kind of smelly. I'm wearing shoes, apparently. <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks. I, I, good, I love good. the intro there. Thank you. Yeah. So what's been going on for you since the last time you were on the show? Uh, so that was like a week and a half, two weeks ago. So yeah, uh, doing great. No, um, doing wonderful. Uh, working, uh, geeking. Didn't get to go to get Dragon Con, bone, but hey, yeah. You know. Well, that's okay. That was like a super spreader event because like 99% of the people that I know that went got COVID. Oh, it's COVID, yeah. Right. <laughs> I know, I know Allie didn't, but you're like one of like two that Allie's I know that didn't one. get Allie, COVID. Allie's the only one. So. But no, I'm missing it, but at the same time, glad to be getting my geek on this way as always. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Aren't you, because I, I believe you were transitioning to a new location last time we had you on. So you're you're in a new location and you're working as a librarian now. Is that I right? I am. I love it. There's nothing like getting tackled with a group of pre-Kers. It's awesome. I mean, okay. no, really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's not typical for librarians, I think, at least from my own experience in life. So that's... I, I, I can say I'm beloved. What can I say? You yeah, know? no, uh, no. I mean, that's nice. <laughs> it's a good on you. Yep. All right. So, so yeah, um, I'm glad that you found, uh, like something that, uh, that, that makes you happy. I'm very happy. I, I mean, I taught, I, I taught high school for 17 years. I enjoyed it. I've transitioned into something new and I love it because I get to work with kids of all ages. I get to introduce them to comics, geeky stuff, make them not feel ashamed of it. You know, the things that we didn't have when we were kids. So I will be happy if you can get modern children to actually read. I'm doing it. Kids, my kid, I, <laughs> I have over 200, I, I check out over 200 books a day. My kids read. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, it's good to have you back on the show. Well, always, man. All right. Next up, he is an actor that I met at Chicago TARDIS, and that is Stephen. How are you doing, Stephen? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Always good to have you on the show. So uh, how have things been for you since uh, our interview uh, oh, a few good. weeks back? Yeah, let's see. So last time we talked, I think I'd probably uh, just finished a play, was getting mm-hmm. ready to start a play, and uh, looking to do one more day of filming on a movie that I'm working on. And mm-hmm. now 
Uh, by contrast, uh, I just finished a play, getting ready to start a play, and looking to do one more day on a movie that I've been working on. So <laughs> nice. Lots has been happening. Yeah, no, different that's really plays cool. though. Same movie, but different plays. So there's that. Yeah, no. So so I've idly wondered something because you know, obviously Hollywood and California is like the hub for like movie TV stuff in the United States, but there's also like Atlanta's big um you know vancouver in canada is big uh like how is chicago for like you know film you know television movie kind of work oh chicago is very big right now there's a lot of tv series that are filming in chicago mm. and more that are coming in some that are just doing exteriors some mm -hmm. like the uh the the chicago fire pd meds those shoot here all year so those are all in production right now. Um, there's a Showtime show called The Shy that's in production. Um, I believe Ironheart is going to be filming at least exteriors in Chicago. Oh, very cool. So there's going to be, I've heard, I've heard buzz of some, some Ironheart filming in Chicago. So I'll keep mm -hmm. an eye out for that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in Chicago. I figured as a major metropolitan area that there's probably a good bit of work going on, but that's also more expensive to film somewhere in Chicago. So, you know, I wonder, I sometimes wonder how that all balances out, but yeah. yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of infrastructure for filming in Chicago as well. Mm -hmm. So it, it, uh, it, it makes sense for, especially if you have something set in Chicago um, to bring your people, there's people, there's film people around. So uh, it's very conducive to filming. Oh, very cool. Well, you know, I'm glad that you're keeping busy uh, with all of that. And uh, it's good to have you back on the show. Always great to be here. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, you're welcome. And next up, uh, she is our most recent expert on the MCU that we have on the show. Hopefully we'll retain her. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't talk about what happened with Jennifer Hartshorn anymore. Um, so <laughs> welcome back to the 42 cast. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so how have things been for you since the last time you were on? Well, I went to Dragon Con and did not get COVID. And actually, Congratulations. Neither, none, of the, none of the people who I went with got COVID. None of the people who I interacted with got COVID. So That might say something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we all wore masks. I'm going to say that. Oh, no. I know people who wore masks that were complaining yep. because they're like, nobody. They said by Saturday, nobody was wearing masks anymore. And it was a real problem. And they were like one, part of one of the few, you know, who were. It was a like real that. problem. There yeah. were a lot of people who were not wearing masks. They, they kind of stopped enforcing it harshly. They mm -hmm. would remind people at the beginning of panels, but not necessarily like kick somebody out you know it was basically a a um gentler enforcement of it mm -hmm. <laughs> so there were a lot of people who stopped wearing them although most of the time in panel rooms i would say almost everyone had their mask on the entire time which mm -hmm. i appreciated being that i am in panels most of the time and i do not want to get COVID. thank you right well, yeah, and that's the place where with everybody enclosed and forced into, yep. you know, close quarters, it's the most important. But, uh, but yeah, there were, there, there are a lot of people on my feed who uh, all got mm -hmm. COVID. Um, not surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's good, though, that you were able to enjoy Dragon Con and you didn't have uh, any of the bad. Yeah. And I talked about Marvel a lot at Dragon Con. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. I, had, I was on three Marvel panels. Uh, one of them covered the entirety of phase four. Um, that was a lot. Uh, and we did talk some. But it's not finished yet. No, but we talked. Well, I mean, everything up to. Now. Oh, there's okay. very little that's left in phase <laughs> <I know>. four. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
and uh, and we did of course also look to the future of phase five and six mm-hmm. um so i feel well prepped for this <laughs> all right well very cool although we're going to also talk about sort of the nebulous area of things that they announced that don't actually fit into the phase structure but there were also things yeah. that they announced animated mostly but there are other things yeah that they yes uh, yeah that they're moving forward on um but yeah it's good to have you back on the show Allie. yes good to be here and finally it is the master of the marquee himself the human gorilla mark finn how are you doing mark i am doing great thank you for having me back i'm always happy to talk about uh the mcu uh and uh with like-minded people at that so all right yeah and uh, what's been going on for you lately mark uh well I'll, the the cliff's notes version of this is i'm about to get into a slap fight with uh dungeons and dragons so that's kind of fun looking forward to that because <laughs> like as soon as you sandwich. started producing your own third party like heist book they decided to release an official All of a sudden, Wizards of the just Coast. out of nowhere yeah i've only been saying online and in every group i'm in for two and a half years hey i'm working on a thing it's like oceans 11 meets the fellowship of the ring and here comes chucklehead mcgee uh, uh the head of the tsr uh watsy dungeons and dragons people uh who described his new book which is coming out in the winter uh well, i don't even know what that means what is the winter you know uh it's like oceans 11 meets D, only you know like <laughs> it'll be like some single uh, heist things that you can drop into a campaign hey buddy uh i got chunks of guys like you on my stool you want to go toe-to-toe with me i got stuff already out i'm not afraid of you you don't scare me so yeah i'm he i mean actually that's nothing like that actually happened but if he does talk to me i'm probably going to be like hey it's great to meet you finally but uh in my head i will be knifing him like maybe you shouldn't have been telling people for two years that you're working on it you know i don't buy that you know he's listening in waiting for the chance to pounce on me i because there's so much of that stuff already in the air right now Uh that i'm willing to to you know be okay with you know they're developing something at the same time that everybody else is and Mm -hmm. and it's true but um the fact of the matter is is i'll take the pepsi challenge with uh anybody from the dungeons and dragons creative team that thinks they can out heist me i guarantee you uh whatever they come up with uh mine will be better i'm i'm convinced of that because they've already had a chance to do it yeah they did a project a project a few years ago called dragons uh dragon heist right i remember you talking about that yeah so you know I, i'm i'm cool with this uh you know knives out let's go it's a it, killing floor it might have more to do with the fact that the dungeons and dragons movie appears to be a heist it story. has everything to do with yes that. <laughs> and i'm and i'm actually working on something else that i kind of can't talk about right now but it has to do with like fantasy based heists and it's not gaming related mm. but it, it the the good news is is that all of this happens it, with a millions of dollars worth in, in like uh, marketing money uh, being thrown at the movie. And so there's going to be a lot of opportunities for people such as myself to sort of like exist in their, in their backwash, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can just, I can just slipstream behind them and it doesn't matter if the movie's good or if the movie's bad, you know, I, I now become a talking point for somebody that goes, well, I wish somebody would do it right. And then, everybody that's seen the book goes you know mark finn worked on a thing it's right over here so um it just it just ups my timeline that i had and it's going to make things 
really hectic for the next like six months. But what else do I have going on other than like getting married and running a movie theater and, you know. Oh, have you set a date for that? April 1st uh, in Vegas. Uh, on her. And we're going to do the Graceland Wedding Chapel. Uh, oh. Yeah, Mark, Mark, yeah. no lie. My wedding anniversary is April 1st. I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I, well, and, and it had nothing. It had everything to do with that's when we could get the botanical garden. And like, it was a good weekend as far as like when stuff lined up, when I finally got vacation time at work and stuff like that, where it was just like, that's when we did it. People were like, you're getting married on April Fool's Day. And I'm like, why not? Well, if you need, uh, if you'd like to, if you'd like to renew your vows, uh, you can meet us in Vegas and you can glom onto the ceremony and, uh, and jump you in. know, if they, if they still had captain Picard impersonators marrying people, I might do that. But, uh, that since that ship has sailed, I, uh, I, I, could, uh I could see if Kevin is available, you know, for your wife, you know, Conroy, cause apparently, you know, they're buddies. Um, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I'll invite him. I don't know if he'll, if, if he finds out Beth's going to be there, he'll, he'll probably be like, he'll probably drop everything and, and just, you know, show up because, you know, they're very close. Okay. Let's get to have you back on Mark. I'm so glad we did this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're doing the podcast now. I thought we were just catching up. Yeah. <laughs> go, go right ahead. You All know right, what? Yeah. It's your show. You, you just, I'll just sit here and look pretty. You, you tell me you, when you, you can talk about pulp heroes from the thirties and, uh, don't t- don't toy with me, you saucy ones. Don't don't tease me. And you can talk about how they relate to the Marvel of today. No, um, I, that, that makes you, me sleepy. You, oh, oh, okay. Nobody wants to hear that. Okay. <laughs> they just want to hear what I think about Riri. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. Normally, we'd have our five minute controversy here, but with four guests, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so, um, we're going to pause for a moment now for a promo from another fine podcast, and then we will talk about the MCU news. Winter is coming. Prepare with a fine cigar and listen to the Cigar Nerds podcast. We smoke cigars and talk about movies and all kind of nerdy things available at cigarnerdpodcast.com also on the ESO network at esonetwork.com And we're back. And like we talked about at the top of the show, we are talking about the MCU news from San Diego Comic-Con and from D23. Now, it's kind of funny because there was a little over a month between those two events. And San Diego Comic-Con was such a big wave of announcements for Marvel. And it set the expectations very high for D23, where people were expecting a lot more to be announced than there was. And there were some, you know, decent announcements for Marvel from D23. But 
the, the lion's share of what we're going to talk about is going to be from San Diego Comic-Con because there's a lot more news uh, that came out of San Diego Comic-Con um, this year. You know, some people thought they were going to fill out phase six announcements for us. So we'd know exactly what's coming out through 2025. People are expecting like five X-Men movies coming out before 2025. <laughs> and I'm still shaking my head at that. I'm telling, look, look, guys, and this is something we're going to probably talk about at some point. I don't think we're getting a single movie mute, mu- mutant movie before phase seven i think 2026 we're probably going to get a bunch of stuff starting in 2026 but i don't think before they do this stuff that they've announced now that they're going to be able to work mutants in because that will be like that'll be like dropping a singularity in the middle of the stuff that they're building up with uh the multiverse and kang and everything else you know i think that it would require so much around it that it would become the story and i just don't think they have the bandwidth for it maybe i'm wrong you know and we'll see when they do finally fill out that phase six stuff but uh yeah i don't think mutants are coming i'm sorry uh but anyway (laughs) so we yeah we had san diego comic-con we had d23 so the first thing that i want to ask everybody take one announcement from uh those those two events uh, what are you most excited about? And then if if other people want to jump in and talk about that also, we'll talk about that particular announcement, you know, and then go around and we'll each have one. Um, so uh, let's start with you, Ali, since you're all prepped and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am very prepped. Um, so there's actually three that I'm very excited about, but I will try my best to pick only one. Okay. And I think I will pick the one that d23 made me the most excited about which is the marvels Mm. so i had been on board for the second captain marvel film and that we were throwing in kamala khan and uh monica rambeau like i was all excited about all of that and then the information that's coming out is that the three of them are swapping places whenever they use their powers I am super into that idea. That sounds just like great wacky hijinks. And I cannot wait for this film now. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. You know, I saw a picture today with like them and Harrison Ford, like they ran into each other at D23. (laughs) And like Brie Larson's uh, tweet was like, we like couldn't find the words or something like that. Like I just showed like <laughs> of the two pictures that they showed, it's like, they're just like completely dumbstruck that he's there with them. They like, don't know like what to say to him. And I just thought that was hilarious. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Anybody else want to talk about the Marvels? I will. I'm super pumped. <laughs> I'm very happy that Monica is getting more, um, I have not made it a secret that WandaVision is my favorite of the series so far on Disney Plus. And Monica is my Captain Marvel, basically. Um, <laughs> she was Captain Marvel when when I was reading comics. Um, so uh, she is the character that in my head I most identify with the, with the name Captain Marvel. Although towards the end of my comic reading day, she did take the name Photon because the original Captain Marvel's son took the name Captain Marvel for a while. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, I really like Monica. I'm really 
interested in seeing where her story is going. I feel like how WandaVision really fleshed out the idea of someone dealing with the aftermath of the blip using her as, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. focal point uh, made her, I think, one of the more interesting character stories um, that they've had uh, come out of that. And uh, and so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited uh, to see what they do with that. Yeah, yeah I, I want to know what her beef is with Carol. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think a lot of people are making a lot out of a lot. You know, I've watched WandaVision like three or four times now, and I've tried to focus in on that line. And I'm like, people are making a lot over, we're not talking about her right now. It's not said with a lot of anger. It's not said with a lot of, you know, I mean, it was just a statement. We're not talking about her right now. So I don't know if there's a be. It could be that she didn't come back to help her mom. Like, oh, we, she could have brought alien tech to help my yeah. mom or yes. something and like I, that. Yeah. I think it's related to that. But but I mean, like, that's still beef. You know, it's still an uncomfortable feeling with someone who you grew up with, who was sort of a parental figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that they, they created a really interesting character and gave her a lot of places she can go. And so I'm eager mm-hmm. to see what paths they take her down. And honestly, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of the original Captain Marvel movie, like her appearances in everything other than that have been so much better than I'm hoping that it was just jitters or something having to helm a movie or something. And that by now she'll be much more comfortable in her own skin playing that role. Her character direction. I mean, it could have been a lot of things. I mean, really can't blame. It's interesting to see where they go with it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm more of a Monica fan. I can't wait to see what they do with, you know, with Photon and having some fun with that. So, yeah. I'm hoping that now that some of the heat is off of Brie Larson, uh, she can pull that stick out of her butt. Uh, uh, Carol Danvers is one of my go-to uh, 70s heroes. And um, they over the years, she's been a really engaging, entertaining, fun-to-read character. Uh, I, I mean, you know, the little stint into alcoholism and the weird uh, binary phase, notwithstanding, she's always been this really kind of a cool character for uh, having, you know, she's, she's the embodiment of it's not the uh, it's not the years, it's the mileage. She's done a lot or rather they've done a lot to her as a character over the years. And that kind of gives her a cool sort of a world weary tone. I hope that we can see some of that opening up because the because uh while i was not much of a i was not the audience for the 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 ms marvel show at all um i i not even a little bit uh and that's fine i'm really okay with it i haven't seen enough monica rambo to to really form an opinion so my entry point into that show is is going to be uh captain marvel and I would really, I hope that now that, because the premise looks very fun and looks interesting, and I'm certainly excited about the idea. I don't really know how it's going to work, but I trust the process and I trust the people involved that that it'll be entertaining and it'll be cool and, you know, it'll be fun. I mean, everything ha- continues to be that so far. I just, I, I really want Captain Marvel as a character to open up more. One aspect, oh, sorry. That's it. One aspect of this, Mark, that I don't think that I've heard any chatter about is the fact that now that Disney has acquired Fox and therefore reintegrated the Fantastic Four and X Men lines, that Marvel's cosmic side is complete. 
there were things that they couldn't use before mm-hmm. because they were technically part of the Fantastic Four. They were part of the X-Men. But now all of that stuff is back in Marvel's wheelhouse. And so I'm excited for just what we're going to see as far as the cosmic side of the Marvel Universe, you know. Will Galactus show up? Will they mention the Shi'ar Empire? You know, I was like, like what are I the... want the Shi'ar. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants right. the Shi'ar. Everyone wants the Shi'ar. Yeah, a gladiator, please. Well, yeah, no. I mean, you need the Imperial Guard if you do the Shi'ar. I expect. All right, so this is me also like saying something. You know, as far as like just an expectation. Once Guardians of the Galaxy is done and they give it a few years, I expect an announcement of a Star Jammer series. Yeah. Uh, I think that that I would is love coming. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I am the audience for both Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. Right. And so, so I am super excited about them both. And I disagree with y'all entirely about the first Captain Marvel film. I think it's a lot better. Uh, and I think that her performance is actually better in that film than in the Avengers films. So hard disagree. I enjoyed speaking... Captain Marvel. I enjoyed the Captain Marvel film. So I, I'm a, yeah. I'm, I'm, I did and, too. I wanted to like and, it more. I, and I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And and I don't know that I'm the target audience for Ms. Marvel, but I loved it. That's my, that's been yeah. my favorite MCU TV series so hmm. far. I just loved what they did with it. I cannot for the life of me, imagine how these three characters are going to interact. And that's just going to be so entertaining to watch because mm-hmm. I can't imagine yeah. how they mix. Yeah, that's totally. one of the things that I'm most excited about is seeing how they intermix, um, particularly between Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel, because she's such a fan. And, you know, I feel like Amon Valani is doing such a great job of yeah. capturing what it is to be a fan and to be confronted with your idols yes. and or like to be given the power of it. And um, even in interviews, she still has that same kind of <laughs> kind of joy and elation. And she's all so, of us. She is. Yeah, she's it's... all of us. <laughs> like, I love her so much. So I can't wait to see her it get to be in a feature film and i know that her family will be back the cons will be back yeah, in this and i, lo- I, I loved them family. they were so delightful <laughs> but it, but and there's such an opening for i don't know if they're going to take it but there's such an opening for exploration of a, a don't meet your heroes kind of yes storyline yeah. that i think would be really interesting to play upon if they do mm-hmm. well i just know that Iman Vellani, I hope I pronounced her name correctly, uh, is saying all the things that I would want somebody to say behind the scenes. And so it's like, uh-huh. even though I didn't really care for Miss Marvel, the show, I love her as a person. I'm like, stick it mm-hmm. to Kevin Feige every chance you get. It is not 616. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> so Talk back to the boss. Talk back to the boss. You should keep doing it. Go. A, so anyway. a, room, a room full at Dragon Con, I asked that question thumbs up or thumbs down for 616 being the mcu and it was almost unanimous thumbs down <laughs> it's not 616 it's is not. the comics universe that's the comic universe yeah, yeah. exactly so anyway is 838 is marvel mcu technically no, no 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 the mcu is like 19999 19999 thank you thank yep. you sorry 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 all right so um Will, what is your favorite announcement uh, from these two events? Can I can I have a non-announcement? That <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sorry. It's just I think the biggest shock to me because of the star power is that Deadpool three was not mentioned in any way. 
Well, of course, but that's the secret, you know, know like Deadpool is going to be announced and, you know, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be part of phase six. I know people I think don't it either. is. And I, I, and, and to me, it's shocking because you, here you are, you've got an established franchise that is beloved. You got a care. You got an actor who is, I mean, can Ryan Reynolds do wrong? I mean, we've not <laughs> here lately. No. And when not, not after Green that, Lantern, no. Well, not, well yeah. <laughs> That movie that, gets remember? way more hate than it deserves. But anyway, no, it, it, does. Yeah, it, 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 it is a mediocre it, movie. No. It is not horrible. It is just no, mediocre. It's just an easy line. It's boring. Help no, it was good. No, it's boring. And he killed it. Anyway, the timeline's dead. That he took place. That does not exist. Um, I'm, I'm honestly shocked. that. Uh, oh, okay. Guys. All right. But, all right. Yeah. Well, that's that's fine. But what did you like that they actually okay. said? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I hope that we finally get a... Not that I didn't enjoy the very first Fantastic Four movie, but a really good Fantastic Four film. Mm. And with some of the yeah. signing rumors about the cast, I'm really kind of pumped. I mean, it, whether it comes to fruition or not, I, I mean, we can all dream cast it as much as we want, but it, it's looking good. Yeah, I, I am. I will say I am a little disappointed that John Watts is out as director. Um, after what he did with the three spider-man films yep. i was really like mm-hmm. i am totally i feel totally secure about fantastic yep. four if he's the director and uh the name that they announced is not someone that i'm i didn't look him up unfortunately they did just no announce it's matt it. matt shackman he yeah. directed wandavision oh okay uh, and and he's he's directed some other things too but i mean like he's done marvel and I actually got more excited. I mean, I'm going to say I'm not a huge Fantastic Four fan, so you don't get me just by saying Fantastic Four. Right. So, so you got to do more work to get me excited. But I got excited with with Matt Chapman. Yeah, I mean, like I said, WandaVision is my favorite of the D uh, Disney Plus stuff. So, oh, yeah. I mean, like that's that's a good pedigree uh, to come from. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and I mean, for a lot of us who come from the comic side, I mean, it's just that it's the last of the major lee kirby stuff that you know hasn't gotten the i mean x-men technically also but like no no, x-men was not popular when it was a stan lee things the x-men became popular in the 70s so the last of the real lee kirby dynamite stuff was fantastic four that gets the mcu treatment and especially after we've had some very lackluster Fantastic Four presentations in the past mm-hmm. on film. And the fact that the MCU has done generally a very good job um, with these, uh, you know, with, with the old 60s characters, um, mm-hmm. we're, we're all very hopeful of, of the Fantastic yeah. Four and the MCU. It, yeah, It is the first family of Marvel. You know, come on. I mean, it, it is Marvel's first family. It, it, it's the group that really put, put Marvel Comics on the map. The Fantastic mm-hmm. Four is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to have an MCU that doesn't have a Doctor Doom, doesn't have Silver Surfer. I mean, we can just keep going through all the cool stuff that they can add. Oh, I'm far more that... excited for Doom in the MCU I than too. I am for yeah. the FF yeah. because yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, I mean, hope too. That they... really, yeah, I mean, we need a bad guy. We need a great ba- hey, This is mine. This is, we need a great bad guy. And mm-hmm. I'll let you your love for him pour over in just a second, Nathan. But we need a great overarching villain like we did with Thanos. Thanos was great mm-hmm. first, the, the first three phases. We don't have that yet. We don't have the bad guy, and Doom is the bad guy. I mean, it's, don't make him an antihero. Make him the bad guy. So. Oh yeah, there he are needs two, to be a villain. There are yeah. two things that I want with Doom. One is do not put him in the first Fantastic Four movie. Yes. Pick any yeah. of the arrest of their agree. rogues gallery yeah. as the villain mm-hmm. in the first. Because that's been the mistake of the two Fox movies that, you know, yeah. the two Fox well, versions not, that we not got. The only mistake, is, but yeah. it's, every, it's been the mistake of every uh, Fantastic Four movie is they keep 
thinking we're only going to get one shot at this guys so we need to put everything good about mm-hmm. the fantastic four into this movie and they what tied about, him yes, in with their in origin there. which was it, both yeah, times that fox did it you know the 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 um corman one's a little bit better um as far what? as script what the script yeah. is yeah. a little no, bit better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the corman <laughs> one's a little bit better than the two fox oh outings, but yeah um but but it's even that's not great that's, you know, that's not a that's not lauding. I think I'm having right. a stroke. I smell burnt toast. What do you mean the Corman's better? Are it's, you nuts? Yeah, the the story it. is better. The Fantastic Four and Doom are more like their comic book selves in the Corman version. Agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's true. The, the, he's I mean, not Lex Luthor like he is in the 2004 Fantastic Four, and he's not some punk kid like he is in the 2014 Fant Four Stick movie. Oh, you're so, making my tumors throb. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so that, that's the first thing. I don't want Doom in the but what I want is I want Doom showing up in everybody else's movie. Yeah. I'm like, like I'm still hoping he's in Wakanda forever. You know, there's right. been some rumors. Yeah. I'm hoping that he right. shows up in other movies and to show that he's pulling strings behind the scenes. And then he could be in a Fantastic Four 2 or something confronting yeah, Reed Richards. Doom. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's what I really <laughs> I just, want. I got I, stuck I, on Doom. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> I mean it noticed his passion and to go no i, I, I just want I, it to be well cast i want to be well cast and i want doom i want Doom. i, I wouldn't mind if they inter- introduced him like you you know uh have you met so-and-so doom victor von doom blah blah that kind of thing i mean yeah. just a handoff i wouldn't mind that i don't want it to be the origin story of dr doom too i want i, I, yeah. I, I want i want i want a good solid casting for Reed Richards, we've not yeah, had that yet. Cool. I want that you need somebody with gravitas. He's just the leader of the group, and he's been basically played like a twenty-something out of college, and and just there's no, there's no there's nothing. Or to just him. a goofball. He's always a goofball. Yeah, yeah. My, my that, that's cast, not Reed Richards. My dream you know, casting for Doom was Giancarlo Esposito, but it looks like he's going more the X Men route, uh, if you believe the yeah. rumors. So it's too bad because I think he would have been a perfect Doom um but uh yeah. but yeah i i we'll we'll see about casting and stuff but that's the other thing um i think will mentioned thanos i wanted mm-hmm. to be more than thanos because thanos was just sort of a looming threat but he didn't get anything really until right. Infinity War. i right. want him to yeah. actually be involved in a lot of stuff and to give him scenes and actually character development throughout multiple movies before he ever even encounters yeah. the fantastic four you know where he's setting up some plan or something and that mm-hmm. it links through or he could be the post credit scene in like six or seven different movies before he shows up in Fantastic Four, where it's like, oh, this thing where you thought this was what was going on in the movie. In the end, Doom swoops in. It was like, oh, I was glad that I misdirected them by like causing them to chase this like stupid like character when I'm just coming in and grabbing this thing that I need. And he leaves, you know, or something like that, where it's just like Doom's pulling all the yeah. strings. When they clash, it's got to be inevitable. You mm-hmm. have to see this building yeah. to this moment. Look, I'm going to I'm going to ask you very politely, Nathan, to temper your expectations, because I got a funny, funny feeling that they're going to do Dr. Doom and you're going to hate it. It could be. I mean, uh, and, it, it very I, well and, could be. I mean, and, and, well, the and odds the are against is, them. What? I mean, the odds are against them. I mean, you know, it's at this point in their in the development of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we are. I won't say in the weeds because that implies that that they don't know what they're doing and don't have a direction. Oh no, they have uh, a rather, direction. I will say that that they have they've earned and perhaps aggressively capitalized on 
the freedom that they uh, have engendered with the fans from Mm -hmm. putting a recognizable character on screen and having it not be an embarrassment or um, a betrayal of 50 plus years of fandom or, you know, something along those lines. That being said, I have noticed in the last, let's call it 18 months, that they have been taking larger liberties than than they have previously taken before. And I'm assuming that going forward, we're going to see more of that. And mm-hmm. I don't, I uh, right now, they still have all of my goodwill. Um, but I can tell you that as we get into some of these other characters, some stuff's going to have to move around. And I know that. And, 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 you know, it might not matter. I mean, as long as doom shows up doing doom stuff in doom armor and occasionally opening up a book of witchcraft and going, it says here in this spell, you know, I mean, cool. If he's influencing politics and he has doom bots and all that stuff, you know, I'm not going to complain certainly. And I don't think you will either, Nathan, but you know, the first time doom shows up in the FF, he launches the Baxter building into space because that could credibly happen. And then, uh, in, and then inveigles the fantastic four to use his time machine to go back and get Blackbird's treasure, Blackbeard's treasure so that he can use it to fund his, I don't know, evil schemes. And then of course we find out that they're old college roommates and he was always jealous of Reed Richards. That's man. That's a lot of junk to throw in at doom. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I think he's grown well beyond that. Uh, in both the, the the pop culture and the comics at large, you know, the the details of his origin are kind of lost to time and sort of inconsequential because of because he is a major baddie. But, but gonna... I, I would argue, though, that him and Reed being former college buddies and then they had a falling out is super important to the character. Like just about every other detail can change, but that is. I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is, is we might not get that. I certainly don't think we're going to get the FF going back in time to put on pirate costumes and and monkey around on the ships. Well, See, yeah. but we're not we're I, not getting those we're not getting those fifties and sixties comics. We're just not. No, I mean, no. No, I mean the, the the scrolls. The first time they came in to the comics was where they were a joke. They ended right. up cows. Yeah, they get turned into the cows. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, is, is obviously they're not going to go that route. We're not going to see you know scrolls turning into cows in the well, MCU, and, and that's a good th- thing. That's kind of my point, Stephen. Is they already haven't done that. In fact, they right. We, right. we yeah, nothing really... that i said was that they have to go by exactly like the issues that he appeared in i'm saying no. they need to make doom like he is now where he is yeah. the yes. overarching villain yes. that it's appears in everybody's and... books and yeah. you know is is smarter than everybody and and here's the other thing that i want to bring up and the thing that i really want to see mark touched on it most uh you know creators forget that doom is also a sorcerer they they focus on the yeah. armor. They focus on science, and and whenever whatever happens to Wong, which I we know something's going to happen to Wong because eventually Strange is going to have to become Sorcerer Supreme again. Not so Wong-ers. someday, please. So someday. <laughs> Uh, but I want to see the competition for Sorcerer Supreme, and I want Doom to be one of the contestants, just like he was in the comics, because I think that will be an interesting way to use Doom to have him and Strange both competing for the Sorcerer Supreme title. 
And I would love that because they could easily alter his origin so that he went to Karmartage instead of training with those mm-hmm. other monks or whatever that Doom did in the comics yeah. and say yeah. that he's one of the sorcerers who's passed through Karmartage at one point and was trained by the Ancient One. And that now that, you know, Wong's no longer Sorcerer Supreme for whatever reason, he's come to say, like, I, I this is my thing. And he I would the- love to see that. He also ties in well with Shang-Chi. I mean, we can go mm, in. I yeah. mean, any yeah. of these universes that we're talking about, any of these these movies, they, there's a place for Doctor Doom because of how broad the character is. Yeah. Right. So, and he could be Wakanda off... forever trying to get vibranium right. and to yeah. make like, yeah. uh, his armor cosmic, for the first time. There's yeah. like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Right. Be, yeah. It a cos- be it a cos- He is one of the... Uh, Magneto and him, and I, I would put them in the same class, are mm-hmm. those overarching vi- villains, even better than Thanos in that sense. They're, 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 they can be in anything and they can be everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Building off what you guys have been talking about, I think an important thing to remember with the MCU is that it is inspired by the Marvel comics. It is not an right. adaptation. Right. And so I think that a lot of fans get angry when they're looking for an adaptation and it's not an adaptation. It's an inspiration. Right. And so that's part of what works. The, yeah. Why, why this, why the MCU works better than a lot of other comic movies have in the past is because they are not encumbered by sticking to the storyline or the characterization that worked well on a comic book page and they recognize that they are making a movie which is a different medium yeah i I agree and and i think yeah a lot of their intent is they want to make really good movies that don't just yes. appeal to fans because yeah. yes. they know the fan. We're go, we're all going to buy our tickets. We're going to sit our butts and they want to get the people who've never read a comic book to right. go get a ticket and watch this movie and be bought into the rest of mm-hmm. the films coming forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the crossroads of the rest, though, and I think this is where we all disagree on phase four and in the direction we're heading is is because the first was a bit of a, a love a love letter to fans. The first mm-hmm. the first few phases was, was a love letter to fans. But at the same time, yes, it had broad appeal. And now it seems like they're just going for broad appeal and you're going, as oh, a fan, God, I'm not- no. I don't think that they're going for broad appeal at all anymore. It feels more and more like they are looking for the hardcore fans because of how difficult it is to watch everything. Mm-hmm. Phase four is longer than the entire Infinity Saga put together. Like, that's ridiculous. And it came out in two years like that is a ridiculous okay. amount oh. of time that they are asking yeah. us to put in based off to... of the old system that was much more spread out. Oh yeah, but you're talking about two different things. I think Will's right. talking about the individual projects though are going more for broad appeal and kind of losing like the flavor of like the characters and stuff yeah. like that. That would give, give me an example. Give me an example. Love and Thunder is a great example of like going so far afield that it's just like this. This isn't even the same thing anymore. Like, well, but I, we're, so we're doing humor. We're going to do humor, and even a lot of people who liked the humor in Ragnarok are like, "Ooh, no!" Like this is this is not the way to go, yeah, guys. I, I I feel like in in I'm not going to say everything is has landed solidly but i think since winter soldier at least they've had they've gotten a lot more confident about the films that they're making and now they're making other types of films with superhero characters and not making superhero movies you know now you're seeing political thrillers and you're seeing buddy comedies and you're seeing Mm -hmm. rom-coms and you're seeing but they have superhero characters yeah. That are telling those but stories. you go back to the Winter Soldier. If you're going to use the Winter Soldier as an example, that's an extraordinarily well-written, well-paced film. Thor mm-hmm. Ragnarok is none of those things. It was not well-written. It is not well-paced. <laughs> it's not well-acted. I mean, the, I hate. But there are two different types of movies. But here's no, the yeah, thing, though. Yes, but, but you have a good right. rom-com. 
I think they're learning their lesson finally, but I think because Guardians of the Galaxy was a success and Thor Ragnarok was a success, humor started being everywhere. It was like, you don't have to make everything a comedy, guys. And I think they're starting to see now with the reaction to Love and Thunder that, oh, maybe maybe that's not the way to, maybe we shouldn't just triple down on humor. Like maybe there needs to be some heart and some drama, you know, in these products. Are you saying there was no heart and drama in Thor Love and Thunder? (laughs) It made it a joke. I'm sorry. It was was very minuscule. I disagree. I did like Ragnarok better, but I think you guys are being way too hard on it. (laughs) I mean, Jane was it. She was the heart of that movie. And that that needed like a setup of a Disney Plus series or something to really have it hit. um, It would have helped to have. have Jane in something since whatever the last one right. is, which was forever <laughs> that needed like a lot of setup to like really give it the emotional impact that it deserves it was it when was I, a lot to throw I, her in i suddenly. do feel like if they were going to make thor and love and thunder a rom-com they should have gone full metal into rom-com and not halfway rom-com half rag oh yeah right right they shouldn't have they shouldn't have done both yeah if you wanted to have the the gravitas that is jane dying if you want that don't try to make it a rom-com make it make it that Fallen romance film, whatever you got to do, the breakup yeah, or Hallmark movie or whatever. Hallmark movie, you want to go with it, do that. But what they did is they tried to have the best of both worlds, and what you got was little of nothing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want to go too far in the weeds of dissecting the MCU. <laughs> um, you know, I I will say that, yeah, I mean, I've been kind of disappointed with how silly a lot of the projects have gotten as far as like humor that even in overall dramatic stuff, the humor just doesn't feel, and I don't want to keep ragging on Captain Marvel, but it's the first one that comes to mind. Like the argument about what a scroll can turn into feels so out of place in that movie. And it's just like, that's, that's so dumb. Why do you have it in here? You know, this, this is not a comedy. You're not making this a comedy. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I have problems with how much the humor has sunk in. Um, and I think that that's part of the broad appeal because they're trying to, oh, well, like audiences laugh at that stuff, whether or not it makes sense, you know, and it's like, I, I'm not big on that. Um, Give me the first Iron Man over and over again with how you balance comedy, action, and drama. Right. You, that, I mean, me, that's a good because the comedy is character driven rather than yeah. narratively driven. Right. Where it's just yeah. like the wacky, silly, dumb stuff happens, you know. So that, right. that's I think that works a lot better too. Um, but anyway, um, Stephen, what is what is uh, an announcement that you are super excited for? Oh, uh, well, let's see. And there's so many I could go with, but I'll I'll go in a different direction. Um, I was kind of intrigued by Daredevil. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think we all are. Um, I think the thing that really stood out to me, the first thing that really stood out to me is the the non-obvious thing of 18 episodes is yeah. like a uh-huh. whole TV show. Wow. This is like well, they needed to get TV Charlie right. Cox back. And I think that was part of the getting him back was <laughs> yeah, you know, we're gonna give you a substantial, you know, uh work uh, here for this. Oh, so, he's getting yeah. substantial work, he's popping up everywhere now, which is yeah. actually I, I'm really excited to see. And, uh, you know, all kinds of speculation about, you know, how does it tie into the or does it tie into the old Netflix shows or not? Mm-hmm. Or who else is going to come uh, They muddied the waters it, further with that, too, with right. him yes. saying it's not season not four, season it's season one. <laughs> so I'm I'm I think it's 90 percent sure that this is a variant, even though he yes. looks like the Matt Murdock of the Netflix shows. It's not going to be my, a continuation of the Netflix show. Yeah, That's I, a separate I, I universe. I think if they, the my guess is going to be, and I could be wrong, but my guess is going to be if they play it a little bit down the middle and they mm-hmm. they make it so that you, if you didn't see the Netflix stuff, you're not going to be missing a beat on all at all. Yeah. But if you did see the Netflix stuff, you're not going to see anything that's going to contradict that. 
right. and they're not going to reference it. It, it if, if you want it to fit, it fits. If you don't need it to fit, mm -hmm. it doesn't fit. And we're just not going to talk. About well, here's yeah. the thing. And here's yeah. what I'm really looking forward to, because as much as I love the performances and I overall like the storylines in the Netflix Daredevil, the fact that Kingpin was in and out of jail constantly was a thing that annoyed <laughs> me. I want him to be a much better villain than that, where nobody knows he's mm -hmm. a criminal and like yeah. he like controls crime without, you know, like constantly being in jail. So if they if they say this is a new universe and the Kingpin never been in jail that will make me happy we're already seeing that uh, you know with hawkeye Echo. yeah hawkeye and Echo. So, well, no he could have so been I in jail it's... and been that guy in hawkeye there's no nothing saying one way yeah. or the other it but, seems yeah. to imply to me that he was not in the same like that's not the same kingpin um just some of it is the physicality the with of the character there are some differences between how he was presented in daredevil and how he's showed up in Hawkeye, but also the way they talked about him was much more shadowed. Whereas by the time we get to season three of Daredevil, like everyone knows who Wilson Fisk is and, you know, mm -hmm. that, and he's been publicly in jail and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So this seems like a very different take on the character. So I, I'm leaning towards, it's probably a separate universe. However, it's also probably not going to conflict too much with the Netflix series. I think yeah. they will, what Stephen was saying, it's good. They're going to be walking a careful line to just kind of be like, we changed some things, but just don't yell too much about it and everything else will be fine. Yeah. Let the fans discuss. Canada. I don't even think, I don't even think it's going to be a line. I think it's, I think it's a broad stripe. This, this level of granularity is, I think uh, it's, it's uh, largely pointless. I mean, the, the nice things about these low stakes heroes is that that they become sort of the de facto glue uh, that holds these larger projects together. Um, you know, Spider-Man, even though he's an Avenger in the MCU, was always one of these characters that you could put into any book, which is why Marvel Team-Up ran for 250 issues. Um, so the, the idea of having Daredevil pop up in all these different shows, uh, all of which makes sense in terms of the internal structure of the character, you know, Spider-Man needs legal advice. She-Hulk is a lawyer. So of course they're going to uh, run across each other. All that stuff's fantastic. I love it. Um, I just don't think it matters. The only thing that, that matters to me regarding Daredevil is that um, we got the Elektra storyline in the Netflix series. So I don't need to see it again. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm the, hoping uh, in 18 the, the, episodes of Born Again, we don't have to go down that road because uh, if I if I have to watch Electra die one more time, I will set myself on fire. So, so Mark, you already told me I'm going to be disappointed. So I'm going to tell you now that you're going to be disappointed because that is one of the it's it's a rumor at this point, but it's plausible that they are casting a new Electra. Well, so. and also, can we just can we just give ourselves an applause? The fans won on something. Because we've been, I mean, cheering oh, yeah. for Charlie Cox to get to be Daredevil in the MCU has been, uh -huh. we've been like going, and, they went, and Kevin Feige went, yes, yes, my people. I also <laughs> grant you your wishes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy that. about that. I'm, I'm, no, I'm thrilled, no. actually. I mean, uh, you know, I'm making that joke. I mean, it does really feel like that. It's like, this is, you talk about fan service, casting Charlie Cox to be Daredevil and not just stubbing him and, and everybody's 
I, I can't I can't imagine another film doing something like that. You know, well, there was nothing there was nothing wrong with the the Daredevil Netflix show. And no. right. and I yeah. like the Punisher spinoff too. And I, yeah. I, I know that split uh the, the room in a couple of, of places, but uh it was the most recognizable Punisher uh, that we'd seen uh to date, and I thought was was a much more accurate version of that character from the mid to late 80s than anything that had come uh before it um say what you wanted about iron fist but uh hey 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 no sleep until heroes for hire and daughters of the I dragon agree. mark yeah i agree yeah. i'm with you and me are the only ones that want that though oh no i mean i mean i'm not put me in but, hire, uh, please. but there but you know it it seemed um specious uh at the very uh least and spiteful uh at the most to can all of jeff Loeb's uh yes netflix mm -hmm. series because uh they had a falling out and jeff was kind of pissy and and you know he was given you know a separate set of marching orders from everybody else and nobody was on the same page that i don't nobody cares about that especially the fans we just, you know, we just wanted more Daredevil and we wanted more Luke Cage mm -hmm. because, you know, those were doing just fine. And we did, and nobody even minded that they were in basically pocket universes. It was cool that they mentioned, you know, the invasion in New York. You're like, OK, cool. All right. All right. It's it's there. Cool. Yeah. You know, that's all I needed. You don't, you know, Iron Man doesn't need to show up and ask for legal help. I'm cool with this. Yeah. Charlie so, Cox is out there campaigning now for Daredevil to join the Avengers. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want that. that. No. I want you to be the street level hero. Yeah. 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 We, we gotta have that stuff. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad that they've sort of seen the light. Um, mm -hmm. I, and, and I don't know that, uh, that we need to be uh, killing calves and putting them on rocks uh, under the light of the full moon as a thank you offering to Kevin Feige. But at the same time, I, I'm, prepared to, I'm prepared to <laughs> shut up and let him kind of do his work here. I would say my, my point was that it's just, it's, I, you don't see this in a lot of things where they actually kind of listen. You know, I don't know. I, yeah. I just don't think, it, I, don't, I don't think it was part of Charlie. I don't think it was Kevin Feige's plan, Feige's plan to say, Hey, I'm going to bring that Charlie Couch in. It was just relentless battering that you know, like, hey, badger, 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 boom. Yeah, well, but it, also it that's because good. the casting's good. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with the, with fans who are yeah. by large a cowardly and superstitious lot. Um, <laughs> so, well, I, I, all right. So, so this is the thing that people get into a lot of times: fan, no fan. Here's the thing: Kevin Feige is more. Um, tuned into that than I think a lot of the people yep. who have run these franchises in the past yep. and I don't oh, know yeah. what his background is with comics in general but I do know that like all the initial like the stories about him in phase one and how he pitched things and whatnot is him yeah. taking comics in and saying this is the movie you know yeah. so it's yeah. like he is a guy that understands the fan drive yes and i think yeah. overall has done good decisions on what what ali was talking about with uh what do we take from this and what don't mm -hmm. we take from this but not completely ignoring it because that's that's the problem right, yeah. in the past like no, either I, I, either you've been slavish a lot of properties have been slavish to their source material or they've completely jettisoned everything and it's like it's it's that thing yeah. in name only and, and and he's been pretty good about deciding what's the stuff we need to keep so that yeah. there's still a touchstone yeah. 
you well, know he, he has a lot of characters. respect for the source material and yes. for the heart of the material right i think mm. there's a lot of things that get a lot of the details right and lose the heart and lose the character and it just mm -hmm. doesn't feel right he understands the characters he knows what makes them tick and he understands the heart of the story arcs that he's bringing to the films and i think yeah. that reads to the audience uh, yeah yeah i think exactly steven it. is spot on there yeah it's oh, I, that, I think also he's good at trusting directors too mm -hmm. i mean yes. he, for good or for bad that he had joff whedon to really de develop phase one and then phase two comes along okay i need the russo brothers russo brothers take over phase two and three i think he needs to rely on abrams and watts and and those to kind of pull him in because i think he's great don't get me wrong but i think he's only as good as the directors he surrounds himself with no and the truth to that too now that the mcu is getting so big he has to he couldn't micromanage right. it. nobody yeah. could because yeah. Yeah. this is too massive he needs to just bring in people he trusts to run the various projects but he's still the one deciding what projects go forward yeah and the right. overall yes. presentation, you know, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's still important and still what he's doing is driving the ship. Um, mm. but yeah, that's a really good, uh, pick Steven, because yeah, it's definitely something I'm, that I'm a so lot excited. of people are exciting about, excited about. All right. So Mark, one piece of news that you're really excited about. I never felt like I really got to see my shield in action. Not mm. really. When when the movies started, Shield was already a thing, mm -hmm. and we vaulted directly to superheroes, and so all of the super spy stuff that I just absolutely adored uh, about Shield was was sort of relegated to uh, B plots and C plots, and we'd mm -hmm. see pieces of it in characters such as black widow and hawkeye and mm -hmm. and things like that uh and and you know probably the best my favorite thing about uh winter soldier is that it is so shield forward uh in terms of of the movie so i was i I'm, was really disappointed that we never got to see shield before they blew it up and yeah. we also you'll always have the david hasselhoff movie we will not have that because I put that with the Fantastic Four by Roger Corman. What's wrong with you people? But it's a better movie than I thought it would be. Jeez. So, but the point I'm trying to make is, you chucklehead, is that we and we and Sword shows up fully formed mm -hmm. in the Out of the Ashes of Shield. Presumably, they haven't ever really said that. I only say that because I know that's what that is. But I'm really, really excited for Secret Invasion. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. I'm going to get more of the stuff like that that I wanted to see and never really got. I'm so glad that that uh, Fury's back. Uh, yes. And it's not Skrull Fury, Fury. It's not I'm on vacation Fury. <laughs> it's not Mother Ash Fury. It's Fury. So I'm I'm thrilled that we're gonna the, we're gonna get that. I want to see. I want some more name Shield agents dropped. I want Clay Quartermain. You know, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I got we got Sitwell. That's great. Hmm. But uh, I want yeah, I, I, I need some of the more. I I miss the. You fact want Dum Dum Dugan. I miss the fact that Dum Dum <laughs> yeah. wasn't director of operations for Shield yeah. uh, while yeah. Fury was on field missions. I, I that was such an opportunity wasted. I understand why because we're we're doing Shield in the '90s mm -hmm. instead of you know 
uh, World War II veterans uh, running a spy agency in the 70s. I, I get it totally. But that being said, I, I think Secret uh, Invasion right now is what I'm probably most uh, currently uh, excited about. And, and, and I say that because I think Ant-Man and Wasp goes without saying for me personally mm. <laughs> I, I mean it's like it's like it's like you know what do you like best about breathing yeah the fact that i get to live so um <laughs> well, i just but secret invasion was the one i didn't think i was going to get not this early and certainly not in this form so it was the one that got me just like oh, you, know, you know like that kind of excited that and werewolf by night werewolf oh my night. god <laughs> You kidding me? That, werewolf by night? That oh trailer was so amazing. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell was going on. I'm looking. <laughs> I can't. I don't recognize any of it. I'm. I'm just. I'm watching it. I felt like I was watching a tool video from 1994. <laughs> My jaws open. I, I, is that claymation? <laughs> Is he bleeding out the eyes? What the hell am I watching here? Why is it in black and white? I don't know. Is that I Jack Russell? That. Is he really named after the Terrier? Wow. None of this makes any sense. Well, werewolf by night. Oh, well, never mind. I want to see all of that. <laughs> that was my that was how I watched the trailer. Just, you know, a gog. So um, yeah. Anyways, I'm done. <laughs> okay. So so here's the weird thing to me about Secret Invasion, and I've watched the trailer like three times. Mm -hmm. because the one piece of news that we got about it before they did the presentation was it was going to be set during the blip but if it's set during the blip how do we have nick fury who was dusted during the blip and so now i'm confused does it actually happen after the blip is it going to be just flashbacks during the blip like what in the world's going on i was very confused by the trailer and and now where it's set in the stream of time and how it all works so i don't remember that piece of information coming out yeah. that it was set during the blip so i don't know the context around that statement but it looks to be not set during the blip and i personally kind of like the idea of them not setting anything during the blip yeah their timeline well, is confusing enough as it is <laughs> well the one thing i really wanted them to set during the blip was i wanted the hawkeye series to really be the ronin series and to yeah. go through that um no, but you no, know the, the you. stuff that we got was <laughs> subpar in my mind uh with whoa, that whoa, show. Whoa, whoa, it was whoa. everything it was so good <laughs> you're so wrong because oh uh, that, that's that, like the whole idea of the guy who's like suffering internally and he's going out and he's taking Ow. i was like i want that Boring. story that's oh, a that's montage, boring. man. That's a, there, there's nine Batman movies we could watch. That's, yeah, you know, I, there's 17 Charles Bronson Death Wish movies. There's this. It was everything that I wanted it to be because okay. it was the perfect melding of the Fraction Aha Run, which is yes. spectacular. Which is which is okay. which is inspired one of the best comics of the last 20 years. Okay, absolutely, yes. and it was the best merging of those two things because I thought for sure we would never get. The fraction aha clint who was my favorite version of that character and okay i know this looks bad the <laughs> best version of it exactly <laughs> but they gave us the best version of it and introduced kate bishop in the most wonderful way yeah and gave us more yelena and like no that that series is excellent it was the best thing it was the best thing that year on in a yeah. year of strong strong stuff that okay. was my favorite thing it was really, okay. it was really oh, well done. wow yeah okay it's 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 on the lowest of the Disney Plus shows for me, other than Miss Marvel, which comes with the lowest. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking forward to a, a time when they don't mention the blip at all, 
Me too. I'm tired of well, Loki. Right, so like we're getting there. I, I, I understand feel like we're getting close that. to that. Yeah, I understand that because Miss Marvel doesn't mention it at all. Um, yeah. but uh, I was but, so but glad I, for that. But 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 I think that when we're only like a year out from the blip, which all everything has been so far, I think you kind of have to like, you know, it's such a huge event. If you have a story to tell, yes. But I think if you're referencing yeah. it just to reference it, eh, I don't need to see that. I mean, we really haven't gotten even a good job of the Falcon and Wonder Soldier is the only thing we've gotten. That's a good aftermath of the blip. What actually yeah. happened to humanity? And they just dropped it after that. WandaVision is. Yes, no, because post- Hawkeye. Hawkeye, you've got Yelena Hawkeye's coming good. back, which drives yeah. her trauma. WandaVision oh, yeah. is about it both, handle both the world. Wanda it's, and... It's not about how the world responds to it, though, is what I'm saying, uh, Nathan. Yeah, That's the all. world response is, is most covered in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I really enjoyed that, and I would love to see them continue to develop the world response, particularly to the aftermath. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing another series or a movie that deals with that in some way, um, but I am... I am eager to move forward with the MCU. Wakanda Forever is going to have to talk about it too. Yes, I think they are. And I think that really that will be the last movie that is doing a lot of this looking back at the blip stuff. I think, you know, because Kevin Feige has said that basically phase four was about like recovering from from the trauma that they've been through. And so now... We are, it's a reaction to the Infinity Saga. So I think we will be moving forward more as we move into phase five. I think we'll be exiting the looking back portion of this. But I do, I think it was necessary. I don't think phase four was directionless. Uh, no. I have much more com- positive comments for phase four than I feel like a lot of other people have said. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this about um, the blip stuff is like my my expectation out of Spider-Man, after Spider-Man Far From Home, no, talking about far from home mm-hmm. was that, oh, God, they treated the blip like it was just kind of like a light joke. And then they're never going right. to mention it again. And I was <laughs> glad I was glad because I was like, there's no way an event that massive, which would have displaced people on, a you know, what happens mm-hmm. in countries where like the, the you know, like it's a fascist country, a totalitarian country where the leader was blipped out and someone new has taken over. And now the old leader comes back with a bunch of his soldiers and there's going to be all kinds of problems politically and everything. And they addressed it. I'm like, they're actually mm-hmm. doing storylines with it. And I'm like, yeah, because something that massive can't just be like, oh, everybody's back. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, even like Doctor Strange, like, you know, like, uh, well, didn't the one guy talk about like uh, his wife remarried while he was blipped or something like yeah. that? And his brother and his cats died. Right. Yeah. Um, so so there there have been these stories about, you know, like the, the kind of things that would happen with that. And honestly, I don't think they can recover within a year um but i mean whatever i mean if they decide like with phase five they're just not going to mention it anymore oh well i got more than i thought that we would but honestly it should be decades before like the blips like like stops being talked about just say have a have a purpose (laughs) i feel like they have been though like 9 11 of the mcu it's 9 11 of mcu i think it'll still be mentioned i I don't think it's going to disappear but basically instead of setting setting stories during that time frame Mm -hmm. i think we will still be moving forward in time yeah Yeah. i i would i would think that the thing about the marvel universe is that it's it's hero focused so you know that's our that's our pov now um i this is where i think after uh black panther is going to happen i think if they have an idea 
for where they can use the blip to get into another story, they'll do that. Mm -hmm. But um, aside from uh, having it be sort of like something that keeps mentioning being mentioned in the background, I, as a, as a fan and as a person don't want to see that. I'm not interested in that. Um, yeah. j- just, you know, I'm just not. Um, the, the idea of as fascinating as that is, um, I don't want, I don't want that type of story being examined ad nauseum inside the framework mm-hmm. of the Marvel cinematic universe. I'd rather have it be part of another story the jumping off point for another story, or, you know, if somebody could figure it out, the terminus for another story, that'd be interesting. I mean, I, you know, but I, but um, just, just in terms of what I want to see, you know, I'm, we're in the middle of a She-Hulk TV series right now mm-hmm. that is uh, everything I, I wanted out of life. Um, <laughs> so, and, and, and we're about, and we're about to get yellow, suit daredevil uh mm-hmm. in a cameo uh on that mm-hmm. so that's i'm much more interested in that as a thing and also you know we're developing kang slowly but surely mm-hmm. uh he's going to be the next big guy there's as soon as you know phase six drops we're going to start seeing doom we'll start seeing magneto again you know there's there's i think there's bigger better more fun interesting things and more ways to screw with the world uh coming down the pipe at us so that's yeah it's right i think it just to circle back like we were talking about secret invasion and if it's set in a blip i you know unless you have a reason to do that i don't see why you need to do that just watching the trailer that looks like a straight up spy thriller to me and i am i am down for that i am ready to bring that on yeah with double agents and yeah yeah, i mean who's who and you don't know who's on what side that's a straight up spy thriller i think that's all you need for that story and i am so there Mm -hmm. i'm really excited about it i and um i don't know if this is what will meant with the going broader um but i am enjoying the fact that we are digging into different genres yeah with superheroes at the helm i'm really enjoying that i oh no i mean i know that was not my point my point that's not what i'm talking about i'm thinking when you go to when you go to broad appeal when you go i'm thor ragnarok is when you're just you're placating juvenile humor you're doing things that just aren't i haven't been the gravitas of the uh, of the mcu okay i'm not saying everyone's an epic every movie's perfect I love that they're doing spy movie. I love that they're doing comedy movie. I love that they're doing that. I just want them to be done well. Because mm-hmm. The Winter Soldier is one of my favorites. I mean, that is just a damn good movie. Oh, yeah. I think it's the best movie. <laughs> it's a straight-up Bond film. I mean... Yeah, it's a, it's a political thriller. It's like yeah, a, yeah, it's a 70s. Know, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love them leaning into these different genres and just putting the superheroes at the helm. I mean, it feels more like reading comic books to me because different comic books have different tones. And so, you know, I'll read this one because it's, you know, it's the funnier book or, you know, I'll read this one because it's the I mean, I read I read X-Men more for the interpersonal relationships than i do for the superhero fights i don't care no, I, I think everybody <laughs> reads x-men more for the interpersonal relationship that, yeah. that's always so, been I the mean, strength like, since the global yeah. yeah. days so um, yeah. so to yeah. me being able to 
tap into more genres, I think is the smartest move for them. And I am like, I'm digging every single one that they bring me. That's a little bit different taste of how superheroes live their lives. And I yeah. am forever here for superheroes building boats together. <laughs> I'm off of them trying new stuff. I will say this. I, I haven't started watching She-Hulk yet because I wait until the show is finished before I start watching it so I can watch it, you know, in chunks. Uh, but um, I, I, I just laugh at all the things where people are like complaining about it. And I'm like, She-Hulk's a comedy. It has been since the yeah. 90s. I'm yeah. sorry if that bothers you, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> but that's that's what you got to expect because for 30 plus years that's how the character has been used right. and so you know that's that's what it is well and now um, but see on the the other side of that is now we have people who consider themselves comic marvel comics fans yep and you go yeah and they go yes i'm old school i'm an original marvel comics fan and i go that's amazing uh, he, he goes, yeah, man, ever since the first Iron Man movie, I've been there for all of them. I'm a Marvel <laughs> Comics fan. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and, you know, that that uh, that overlooks an awful lot of, of oh, stuff. Yeah. And and I know we're not supposed to gatekeep. I know that's bad, but I'd really like to take the bad actors and kick them out. But I know I'm not supposed to because we can't gatekeep. But apparently what we can do is we can complain online. <laughs> I have more people complaining about the complainers than I have actual complainers. In fact, I don't see anybody in my feed because I know only brilliant, funny, uh, intelligent, well-read people, evidently, uh, who all love this stuff and, and are, are yammering about whoever, whatever. It's, I guarantee right now it's five guys in, in, in basements. And those five guys are ginning up the the 24-hour news cycle uh, news outlets like uh, like CBR. And all those stories hit at once and people go, oh, my God, there's a backlash. It's not a backlash. It's five guys in a basement. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, all that's nonsense. I want yeah. them to do I want them to do new things, even if I don't like mm -hmm end up like it like yeah. I, I was all for watching ms marvel and then the more i watched it the more i decided i didn't like it for a number of reasons but it wasn't because she was a woman it wasn't because uh ms marvel isn't uh muslim or isn't a woman or isn't a ms I, you know whatever those stupid things are it wasn't for any of that it was that i just personally didn't connect with yeah. With the material and everybody but, no, likes and doesn't like different things and it's yeah, cool. yeah. But I'm yeah all I mean, for them doing it when we did the podcast on captain marvel i said i know i'm not the intended audience for this movie and so it's perfectly yeah. fine for mm -hmm. anyone who loves captain marvel and thinks it's the greatest movie it just wasn't for me there were a lot of things that i didn't like about it just from a plot slash drama you know like perspective and you know it's I, just... that's me with that's me with moon knight and i think i am some mm. of the audience for that and it to me it was just it wasn't the fact that who's starring in anything like that it's it's just not well done but i just you know? okay I, I, all right like we're to gonna we're something. gonna move on from criticizing because we're talking about news we're talking about news all right um i'm sorry <laughs> Oh no! Sorry, I just, guys, I just want to find those fans from from the movies from a long time ago, and and give them like the John Byrne She Hulk from the mid '80s, and yeah. and open their minds a little, you know, and that give them right. an experience that's out there. That's the and that, and that's the assumption, you know. Uh, I I'll tell you what the real newsworthy story would be is if somebody uh, were to open Twitter, read all of the comments about how uh, they're wrong for uh hating on she hulk because she's a woman and go oh my god i've been looking at this the wrong way i've completely 
been been backwards on this uh, guys i've been doing it wrong there's your news story <laughs> that's the that's the news story i want to read it's never going to happen because all of it's happening in an echo chamber uh you know i'm everybody's lecturing me on on how it's not okay to not like whatever and i'm like i know i know that i'm not it's not me it's them that guy's not reading your feed though so it's it's teapot tempests is all it is it's teapot tempests writing about a subculture uh in a cottage industry hmm. okay so, you're wrong. <laughs> it's all right you're wrong but it's okay uh, i appreciate your wrongness but it's okay all right so uh yeah my thing so my thing is kind of interesting and a little weird um because the thing I was most excited for with San Diego Comic-Con then was greatly tempered by additional news at uh, D23. And that was Thunderbolts because mm -hmm. I absolutely love the original run of Thunderbolts. Um, it was kind of towards the end of my comic reading days, uh, but the whole idea of these characters that come in, uh, oh, we're the new heroes in town, you know, everybody look to us. And then it turns out that they're all secretly villains who are pretending to be heroes because mm -hmm. they've changed their costume and people don't know. And I was like, what a perfect time. You know, so, uh, the Avengers uh, don't exist. You know, so what light up did you want? <laughs> you know, the Avengers don't exist. Uh, you know, the, the uh, you know, this is the perfect time for a group of people to come in and be like, we're the new heroes in town. And I was like, yes, I am so excited for this. I'm so there for it. I, I saw the lineup and here's my main disappointment. It's very samey. Like the characters. Yeah, it's all super soldiers. Yeah, they're it is mostly all super soldiers. Right. It it's super soldiers and 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 so so we're going a different way we're going more like what yeah. the comics had with like freedom force if people remember that from the 80s which was like a like a team yes. of characters who were villains that are now reformed but have government oversight you know mm -hmm. and that was um you know and that's more of what they're going with, Th with thunderbolts so not my not my favorite version of thunderbolts but i know the comics have changed greatly over the years as far as how the thunderbolts have been utilized i still think that the villains pretending it's, to be heroes was the best route but they, they didn't go it's that had way a bunch of different lineups and mm -hmm. many of the people who are on the lineup have been in thunderbolts at some point although i think not all at the same time right but but here's the thing the my main disappointment is that they're all very samey like it's a you know like it's all people with you know martial arts slash enhanced strength and mm -hmm. you know there's a few exceptions ghost of course uh, is the intangibility and invisibility you know thing that she can do and you have taskmaster so you got two people who are a little bit different but the fact that Zemo isn't there is my biggest disappointment because Zemo was the one. I will agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm still hoping he's going to turn out he's pulling strings behind the scenes and that maybe Val is working with him and that That's my hope. he has some That's sort of pull there. Um, but yeah, the fact that Zemo's not uh, there disappointed me. The fact that Abomination wasn't on the team like threw me for a huge because I thought that was the whole reason they were setting him back up. I thought so too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I thought the reason why he, he was in She-Hulk was because they were going to put him in Thunderbolts. <laughs> well, the, fact, the fact that you haven't had Ross's name thrown out there. I mean, you know, just Thunderbolt Ross, where's where's the mention that he's a part of this and somehow? Well, I mean, I mean, I, he, I mean he is and he isn't. I, I mean, mean he, the, the actor's dead, so I'm not even going to I know, I know, and, and I, don't, I know. Red Hulk was so far after my time, I don't care about it. 
Um, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. But but you know, I, I but yeah, that's not what I'm interested in. And I think they need a flyer, and Vulture would have been perfect. Now Michael Keaton, I know, is in high demand, but yeah. like Michael yeah. Keaton as a flyer would have been like a really awesome choice for uh the lineup. Um and uh, and yeah, I would have deleted like um I think Red Guardian is served. like like I either want Yelena or Red Guardian. I don't need both. Uh-huh. And uh Bucky doesn't belong there. Uh, as much as I love Gabucky, put Bucky in the Captain America four all day long, you know, but I don't need him on Thunderbolts. Winter's uh, coming. <laughs> and uh, you know, and I would have added in the characters that I mentioned um instead. Thunderbolts was actually my number two choice. So, but I am more excited about it than you are. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's but, fair. I just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not the story that I wanted. I wanted something where it was going to shock audiences that didn't read comics with the turn of these are these new characters, new heroes. And then suddenly, you know, like I, I would have loved we that. we already know. Well, like pe- we've already had. How many movies had... have you been in where people are shocked by things that we already know? <laughs> yeah. Because the general no, audiences I mean, don't know it. We already had u.s agent appear and be not a good guy so that's not a surprise so i was surprised at bucky i am surprised at bucky <sighs> however i can't wait to see why he's on it right because i think that's going to be interesting and i i when at the san diego announcement i thought for sure that uh captain america new world order is going to set up thunderbolts and now I think it even more. <laughs> yeah. So I think something happens and I can't tell you, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I've got about 20 guesses though <laughs> as to what could inspire Bucky to sign on to this team, especially with good old John over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I say, I'm, I, I'm happy to hear that the bad guy and one of the announcements is, is the leader for Captain New. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah, really no, that was very nice. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh my god, we're going back to 2008 and saying, like, oh, you know, we never did anything with that. Like, maybe That's we should do wild. something. I'm yeah. excited I'm about that because I just like all, all all things Hulk. This is what this 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 is what I alluded to earlier when I said that we they're getting like far afield. I don't know that the Thunderbolts premise actually works in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for all of the reasons that you guys are all just talking about. You know, they have to make announcements of actors because that's how you do things. And so yes. how do you hide the surprise? And oh, by the way, all of these characters are not quite really villains. And then the villains that you think should be in Thunderbolts, even if they had to do a bastardized version where we're using the MC universe villains that we have to make right. Thunderbolts. Right. I, I, there aren't any. I mean, can't yeah, this I mean, be a different? But no, I just mentioned team. Abomination's not on the team. He's alive. Yeah, yeah. You that's know, what I mean. Vulture's it's, not on the team. He's alive. It makes me. It makes me question out loud to all of you. Why are we calling this Thunderbolts again? Because the comic is called Thunderbolts. I was going to say because right. it's a name that's that has recognition. Right. It's not necessarily. Remember, inspiration, inspiration. Well, it's it's like how Mark. It's like how they use the word defenders to describe characters who were never defenders in the comics back when oh, Netflix yeah. did yeah, that. Well, I had a problem with that too. I know this I is, did too. But, see, but this yeah, thing, you guys were all we're all just now going. Well, but if they're not going to do this, and how come there's not the turn? Blah blah blah. See, you're 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 bringing your expectations to this to this party and. I'm not sure that 
I am the, fully uh, open about the fact that my expectations not being met is on me. My my criticism that I think is defensible is that the characters are too samey. There's too many characters with similar power sets, and I don't want that in a team. Hear that? Uh, I think it depends upon what they are doing. And I think that whatever job they are doing, well, one of the things is by the team makeup, super soldiers are expendable. Yeah, it seems more Suicide Squad to me than Thunderbolt. Yeah, I think they're trying to do yeah. Suicide Squad, and that annoys me because it's like Marvel doesn't need to do DC. That, yeah. That's one of the I don't, things I've I always... Mean, I don't yeah. think it is Suicide Squad, but it, I mean, like, not the literal interpretation of it because of the heroes that they have selected for this team but i do think that there is among other things it is a government team that treats these people like they are expendable and i think that's going to be part of the storyline and so because of that i think per- perhaps it is on purpose and this is one of those things where i am waiting to hear more about what the storyline will be but I am kind of excited about it, particularly because I just want to see Bucky and Yelena interact. Yeah, that'd be fun. Anything uh, more I mean, Bucky, I'm happy. But, yeah, I think also the you know a key piece that we're missing here is something is it's some throw off lines, and it's not a spoiler for uh, She Hulk. But there's this under undertone that a lot of people have got superpowers now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to play into this Thunderbolt team that they're going to be out taking out care of these rogue super supers out there because i always thought the biggest miss point of the blip was that was the perfect time to introduce the x-men people coming back from the blip are, are going to be your mutants that's your mutant level event and so i think this thunderbolt team is going to be taking care of these some, somehow people are getting superpowers being okay. it through science stuff like that i, I think that's what that's where they're headed well, I, I see, and I, I share a similar disappointment to Nathan on the lineup, but for a different reason. And I, I will fully admit to being, uh, I will own being about as big a Marvel fanboy as I possibly could. But given that, my disappointment with the lineup, slightly different, is that there was, it was exactly the lineup I expected watching the yeah. films. There were, and, and I was I was really hoping for at least one character I hadn't seen yet with right. the promise that we, they were going to bring this character in before the Thunderbolts movie came out. Mm. And it would be that anticipation. And I didn't know, don't ask me who it would be, but just one character where I can go, oh, look who they're bringing in somewhere along the line before Thunderbolts. I, I was really expecting, and this is the thing, because I knew for the same reason everybody mentioned that the idea of the turn, even though it's what I wanted, might not work. I, I thought for sure it was like Thunderbolt slash Dark Avengers, because again, I thought right. Abomination yeah. is mm-hmm. your stand-in for Hulk. Yelena's your stand-in for Black Widow. You know, like I was like, they're setting up all these characters who could be stand-ins for the original Avengers. Yep. And yes. so I was thinking that they were going to do like this team that's like, again, this is our presentation of the Avengers, because then you get around yes. the turn in the sense of these characters have a different identity, but you could still right. have the turn in, aha, guess what? They're actually villains, you know? And so then Val turns whatever like bad thing. And then Yelena's going to be conflicted because she's probably the best of them, but she's still an assassin for hire. And she's still mm-hmm. like, you know, not necessarily a good person. No, you're only bad guy. That's the thing is that your only true like person you we all just think is, you know, a horrible person is US is, you know, is is the Patriot. Yeah. <laughs> it's him. I mean, he's yeah. your 
He's a scumbag. I mean, the guy is. No, not all much... of these people are morally dubious at best. Right. Yeah. They're, they're all, all morally. All except for Bucky. Bucky is Bucky's the I, one I, I who I would Bucky. say because he was programmed is different than the rest of them. But, but the rest of them are all... gray there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's definitely yes. he's traumatized. I, well, he, he broke out. <laughs> he broke Zemo out of prison. <laughs> like, but for like, the best of reasons. I love Bucky, but he does make some choices. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that wasn't for a bad reason. That was no, that, no, that was no. maybe a bad choice, but it's not a bad reason. None of them are are loathed though, like he is, like U.S. Agent is. He is loathed. Yeah. I mean, he, he at the end of his story arc, it's not like he's redeemed. It's like that guy's just scum. Bucky's redeemed. Yelena's somewhat redeemed. Red Guardian mm-hmm. is just kind of funny. I mean, um, there's not really a new go. That's just a bad guy, and they can't do right the right. That you're like, no, they all try. They're trying to do right. Not him. Yeah, all of those <laughs> yeah. people are people who, other than Bucky, maybe are people who could easily do the wrong thing because what they're told to do and the reasons why they're told to do it. They could easily and and much easier than somebody like you know a Thor could or uh, you know a Clint oh, yeah. or somebody who have a much better sense of like their own moral center. You oh, know, really? Uh, and uh, so, really, Ronan? Well, okay, well, well, a Thor, <laughs> Thor before Ragnar, like like serious Thor, <laughs> the the warrior with honor different character i know but um not the one that eats children as love and thunder told us he does and yeah that that yeah anyway i just you know i was never uh, a thunderbolts fan i read i read the first couple of uh trade collections and and liked it well enough um and uh so you know the good news is is that i don't have any kind of affection for this i mean right. you know and and i also have this what i love about this right now is that with a lot of these projects coming out a lot of my personal wrongs have been redressed right we got a captain american movie that doesn't suck um you know we got uh we got a thor that worked we got a avengers movie uh by making five movies first you know, crazy. We got we got a better Hulk movie. Uh, so you know, Black Panther, uh, Ant Man, Hawkeye, Guardian, She Gull, She Hulk. Well, never. No, I was never really a Guardians of the Galaxy's fan either. Not really. So my point is, is that uh, without without not ever feeling like I need to pr- like like psychically protect my childhood anymore, right. I can just sort of like let this roll over me. I'm not excited for Thunderbolts, but I'm still gonna watch it. Oh yeah. And I'm going to and, and, and I'll watch it with that sort of expectation of, you know, even the stuff that I didn't necessarily care for was well done. And I tended to like parts of it. This will be great. I'm looking forward. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a low pressure uh, situation for me on on so much of this uh, until we get to the Fantastic Four. And then, by God, there will be blood in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, but yeah, so I mean. You know, we kind of went through our favorites and that took a good amount of time here. Um, but but I want to I want to very briefly talk outside the phase structure. There, there are a few questions that I have specifically and talk about sort of the animated uh, projects that they're doing. Um, I don't know how many people are excited for it, but I am hugely excited for X-Men 97. Um, that was my entry into Marvel back in the day yeah. was X-Men, the animated mm-hmm. series. It was so much better than any cartoon that I had ever seen in my life. Uh, when that came on and has only been bested by, like, I can count on one hand the ones that's been bested, the, the bested it since. 
um and uh you know uh interlinked storyline all the things we're talking about the mcu does good interlinking mm-hmm. with other cartoons to create a broader animated universe like you know treating these characters seriously and not like all the previous marvel cartoons had done where it was uh very much like it's just a saturday morning cartoon that happens to have spider-man in it oh look at the wacky adventures he has kind of stuff uh you know like they very seriously treated dramatic uh about the relationships to Ali's point with mm-hmm. X-Men characters uh very focused on that and the idea because I thought for sure well you know Disney's might do an animated X-Men thing but they'll want it to be their animated X-Men thing to go back and pull uh Eric Leewald uh and uh Joe H- uh Houston and uh like the people who are actually the showrunners and director for the original series and be like mm-hmm. you're our advisors to help us create additional stories in the same universe i am so excited for that i cannot wait uh to continue x you know i i had my kids watch x-men the animated series as they you know grew up uh you know like uh yeah i i'm so stoked for more x-men uh in that universe same oh yeah i I think I don't think there's anyone here would go. You know, I hated that show. Um, no, I, <laughs> we, we have I one. It. Yeah, who ha- you hated that cartoon? The, the same guy who hates Q in Star Trek. I, I'm over fifty. <laughs> I'm forty-seven. Yeah, I, but I'm in my forties, and I like cartoons that come out today. Yeah, you know? I mean, but I like that cartoon too. I wasn't a kid when I watched it. It was good. I mean, I was, didn't like any of the Marvel animated stuff. Uh, at all. I, I, I will bridge because I'm over 50 as well. And I'll, <laughs> I'll bridge. The animation style is not my particular animation style, That's but I, I yeah. give them a lot of credit yeah. for getting the characters right and for having having a real passion for the stories that they were telling. So, also, maybe, also, some of it was that it was the X-Men. Oh. No. Oh. I look, look. No. It's, it's, I it's, time. We're, we're, it's 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 uh it's uh gang. <laughs> You know, I, meeting outside I have X-Men <laughs> comics in my life. <laughs> X-Men, X-Men is a cyclical thing. When I first started reading the X-Men, they just had a major fight with a big bad guy. They lost some of their powers. Scott was worried about his, his effectiveness at controlling the team and wasn't certain what their future was. And I read that all the way through the Chris Claremont, John Byrne stuff into Paul Smith into John Romita Jr. And when I left the book, they had just gone through a big fight with a major bad guy and some of their powers had been reduced. And Scott was worried about his efficacy at, at, at leading the team. And they weren't sure if they were going to keep this That's whole crazy group comment. together. And in that time period, uh, Chris Claremont decided he was going to do uh, X babies and uh, Mojo verse. <laughs> and I X-Babies. said, you know what? I'm too old for this. <laughs> I, I'm just too old for this, and so so I read my X Men, and the X Men that I like, I'll go to, I'll I'll die on that hill for the for the John Byrne X Men run. It's some of the best X Men out there, but um, yeah. there's been there've been very few X Men comics since then that have brought me back in any kind of a meaningful way. At least if, in, on the monthly issues, I've read some some one offs, and I've read some some crossovers and some things like that. The X-Men Teen Titans book that uh, Simonson illustrated was was amazing. 
was really uh, good. So 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 yeah, but but hush, all of you. I've I've got <laughs> shut up. I, I I get to not like this because I've liked it. And I and, was I was just gonna tell you if you feel like trying X-Men again, the Krakoa era is totally different and it's fantastic. And it's especially fantastic if you have the foundation of the old X-Men. Hmm. Yeah, I, I will say this one thing though. Mark's criticism of X-Men is all comics. And that's why I eventually stopped <laughs> reading them because all comics go in a cycle. And yeah, once the yeah. characters who died off came back to life and I saw that in every comic I was reading, I was like, okay, yeah. I'm done because you know everything that I'm reading doesn't matter because it comes back full circle. And everything that the one writer did either the next writer or the writer after him will undo every single change, right. every single right. character development, they all right. get rolled back. And so yeah. I was like, so there's no point anymore. So well, I, my, I get my that. My thing is, is, is that it, at least X-Men, I mean, the cartoon did it and this did it well, is that they were, they always made fun of their own self with that. One of my, one of my yeah. favorite Wolverine lines is, Jeannie would be spinning in their grave if she'd stay in it more than five damn minutes. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that kind of at least acknowledging this the soap opera silliness of it because the X-Men mm -hmm. is the soap opera. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, mm -hmm. I mean, there's someone all in a coma, are. someone's dead. All, all long-running comics, comics are. Yeah. All long-running comics are. But I'm saying yeah. the X-Men do it at a higher level to me, the, the interpersonal relationship. Anyway. Yeah. I went from yeah. the X-Men to the new Teen Titans and mm -hmm. read them for five years until I got off that crazy ride as well. Okay. But I have not liked a Marvel comic or Marvel animated series since the uh, since the event until the Avengers uh, 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 animated series that came out a few years back that was doing stuff from the original. You have to be more specific because they've well, done several. Say, they uh, now, Earth's Mightiest Heroes is the one that I like. Yeah, um, yeah Earth's Mightiest that Heroes. Really that, that one. Yeah. yeah. But but it's it's it just don't feel bad. I mean, it, there wasn't a, there wasn't an animated Marvel series from Spider-Man and his amazing friends on through that whole period that I watched and enjoyed. There, I didn't watch any of that stuff. You know, Batman the animated series was on. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the holy grail of <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, so and, and so and, and I and I could see that they were doing comics in the animated show. I, I could see that they were doing mm -hmm. that. Cool beans. It was like grabbing the icing off of the cupcake. I just yeah. hey, if you yeah. guys like it, that's great. I'm so happy for you that you're getting what you want. I really am. I'm not suggesting that this get buried under a rock somewhere. I'm saying that if I could bury it under a rock somewhere, <laughs> I would. Yeah, and then we do something yeah. better. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I right. just want I'm, things right. to be better. I'm old enough to have read yeah. comics when a character dying meant something. And my yeah. animated yeah. my animated uh, Marvel is still Spider-Man 1967. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ralph Bakshi for the win. But here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. And here's what and here's what uh, I, the last thing I'm going to say about X-Men, the animated series and what I'm happy for with 97, because it was long running for an animated show, but not long running in the comic sense. We didn't get that <laughs> yeah. cycle within the cartoon oh. the things that right. happened within the cartoon it was at least a linear thing yeah actually yeah. mattered for the characters in the cartoon now they did bring morph back because that was a 
parent getting irate thing and Fox kind of made them do mm-hmm. it. And that's the one thing that I'm just kind of like, but they didn't like it either. They were forced <laughs> to do it by the network. Marvel's not going to do that crap where they're going to force them to do something to make parents happy. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I'm very much looking forward to this. And I think that. I think, uh, no, that's great. I, I, I think they, I, the God bless Kevin Feige for the, and, and to a lesser, lesser, lesser extent, Disney for using every part of the Buffalo. They got 80 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got 80 years of comics stuff to draw from in multiple mediums. Yeah. So yeah, I, I take cl- what cl- works, improve on it, make it better, you know, have, have close your ears, it. Mark. I want them to bring the Spider-Man 94 series back. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, and, and believe me, uh, uh, John Semper wants to do it if they would let him do it. The, he was the showrunner for the, the Spider-Man 94 series. But anyway. Um, Spider-Man 67, and we'll talk. <laughs> there you go. And, th- and while we're at it, bring in the Marvel superheroes with those stupid, oh, yeah. stupid jingles. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, so bad. All right, all right, all right. So other other animated stuff, were, or if there was anything else that fell outside of the thing, I think it was all animated, but like, uh, you know, does anyone else have anything that they're looking forward to? Um, Will, anything else? Short round joining the um, MCU. I, I, I say it, I you, you know, I mean, as he was a childhood hero of mine, and I'm so glad to see that actor come back and have some success, and, and him joining the MCU is just awesome. I mean, I'm really okay. looking forward to that. I'm All happy right. for Loki season two as, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Love the, love time, the show. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's all under the phase that. structure, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Steven. Um, I, 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 I'm guardedly optimistic at fantastic four. I, I will think that if they do not pull off fantastic four, then it is just unfilmable. Okay. If, mm-hmm. if they can't pull it off, it's unfilmable. Okay. Um, Allie. Um, outside of the face structure, I am excited for what if season two, uh, because I want to know where they're taking this. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed season one. Uh, I rewatched it recently for prep for the phase four panel that I was on a dragon con, except I skipped the zombie episode. So I'm not excited about Marvel zombies. (laughs) I'm there right there with you, Allie. I mean, I will probably still watch it, but I will watch it once. (laughs) I'm right there with you on that one. I'm fine personally. If, if what if never goes anywhere, I just like having the anthology series showing different realities. Me too. Yeah. 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 You don't have yeah. to tie it all together. No, yeah. no, I'm cool with that too. I think the Watcher's almost certainly going to make an appearance by the time of Secret uh, Wars. Uh, I think we will yeah. have him in yeah. a Marvel movie, and if not, not not before Secret Wars, he's going to be there in Secret Wars at least as a cameo yes. or something. Yeah. Uh, but I I'm agree. laying that down. Um, yeah, I th- I feel okay. like like what if is actually kind of in the phase structure i think it's, but they don't put it on the more, little timeline with the other i know ones. but it's in a more nebulous space because <laughs> yeah. the it's the, the universe is very yeah. clearly impact you know so yeah. i i feel like that's one that's that's in a nebulous space but that it's closer to being part of the phase structure um the other ones i you know the spider-man was it First class freshman year or freshman year. Thank you. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Spider-Man freshman year is supposed to be an alternate universe. 
X-Men 97, I would assume is an alternate yes. universe. So it's like the animated are kind of sticking more towards alternate universes. But what if because it did kind of at least introduce us to some concepts that merged into live action, I feel right. like it's a little bit closer to the phases than the other animated series. It seems to be a testing ground. Yes, like, I think it, so. It, that, that feels like it's a, it, it, let's throw it out and see. Okay, the, the fans love it. Do they hate it? Um, you know, I, it's interesting. I, I think What If is going to be the most fun that comes out of this. So. Yeah, Spider-Man well, freshman year was the interesting one because I think we all thought it was going to be the story of Tom Holland, Spider-Man's first yep. year. And, you know, because mm -hmm. we, we get him and he's already Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, they're right. going to do a little cartoon to sort of tie up before Civil mm -hmm. War to show what he was doing. And I was kind of surprised when they're like, oh, no, this is an alternate universe. Norman Osborn is in this universe. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be it's going to be like the Tom Holland Spider-Man. But instead of Tony Stark taking him under his wing, Norman Osborn takes him under his wing. Yeah. And then it became, well, oh, and okay, that was that so was ultimate spider-man uh and, and spectacular spider-man the 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 current the last xd cartoon yeah i mean it you know it's okay if, it's okay if there's some wiggle room here and some some flexibility uh uh yeah i think i think what if is gonna is gonna be their sketchbook that's gonna be their i think you're i think you guys are right on the money with that uh this will be a way to float a concept and see what people think yep. they have instant feedback uh you know in the form of uh all of their twitters and they have uh you know enough focus group data for free you know uh, i mean disney's always listened to marketing research they're they're actually evil geniuses at it you want to talk about dr doom they're probably just going to base it on the disney marketing department um <laughs> so so you know they got instant feedback which is which is fantastic uh but uh at this point and, and i guess now at this point they really don't have to they don't have to hold their noses and and, and place their bets because we know when the licenses and the options run out on x-men and ff mm -hmm. so there's really not even a point of I mean, obviously, they're seeding some things in right now, uh, and they'll probably keep doing that. But I don't think we're going to get an actual. I think we're. I don't think we're going to see the FF until they announce the FF. Yeah. And I would be really surprised. Although, I got to say, I think it would still be really cool if, at some point, uh, you know, it, it would be great if it's the Hulk. But I understand if it if it wouldn't be the Hulk, if their mid scene uh teaser uh credits uh shot was wolverine coming out of the bushes going now you'll have to deal with me you know and popping claws and jumping into the camera as it fades yeah. to black i mean i won incredible hulk 181 is it what still I want. bothers me mark that your wolverine voice is australian like wolverine <laughs> has never been australian it's yeah. Hugh Jackman is a national treasure, you fiend. But he doesn't sound Australian when he's playing Wolverine. Well, <laughs> maybe you don't sound like Kevin Conroy when you wear the Batman. He's suit. Canadian. How do, you, how do you sound? 
How do you sound Canadian? I mean, I just want to know. That's Australian. How do you sound Canadian? Oh, I'm terribly sorry, but now I'm afraid I'm going to have to shoot you. That's not scary. I'm nothing scary about that. You need to throw Bub on the end. That's why. That's it. All right. But the funny thing was Cal Dodd, who did the voice for Wolverine in the X-Men, the animated series, said that he hated the dialogue because Wolverine's supposed to be Canadian. Cal Dodd, who did the voice for Wolverine, is Canadian. And he's like, this does not sound like how a Canadian talks. He's like, he's like, Canadians don't say, huh. They say, eh. You know, they say, hey, you know, you know, like that kind but of that, thing. Like he was just like this Chris Claremont, box. man. Chris yeah. Claremont, <laughs> Chris Clark, his his idea of characterization was to write in tags. So memory, memory loss is a key component of Logan's backstory. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, is he really Canadian? I mean, honestly, I mean, can you really say he's Canadian? I mean, okay, okay. Two more things, two more things. I, I want to get to All right, before. go, go, All go. Right, right. First thing. Now, remembering that Sony still has this relationship where they actually own the Spider-Man license and they're just mm-hmm. handshaking with Disney to do movies where the Sony movies are allowed to play in the MCU. So when Kevin Feige makes an announcement of the Marvel timeline, it will never include a Spider-Man movie because Sony is the ones who are going to make that. If people remember way back in phase three, they presented a big thing like this with all the phase three movies. And then suddenly no, Sony but, announced yeah. Spider-Man uh, homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had to rejiggle the time. Like suddenly a new timeline was yep. posted where it's like, Oh, here's where this fits in. And we had to move this movie over here and this movie over here. Um, so there was no Spider-Man movie, obviously with the announcements that we got. So, and of course where Spider-Man is left at the end of um, uh, uh, no way home is somewhat nebulous. Do we mm-hmm. think that there is going to be a Spider-Man movie in the next two phases? Yeah, I yeah. have an answer, yeah. but I want to know what you guys think. <laughs> I'm saying, hey, yes. I mean, um, it, it, it just because I, one, they don't want to let Tom Holland go. They, 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 they need him. They really do. Two, Zendaya. I mean, you just all the all the just the character. I mean, you just have so much there. And especially how this last one did financially is can, it's just a given that we're getting one in, in phase five, phase six. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, I think it's for sure that we're getting another one. It's the question yeah. is when Disney does not yeah. leave money on the table mm-hmm. and oh, no. Sony is learning not to leave money on the table and <laughs> hence Morbius. Questionable. Right. <laughs> We have this character and we're going to use it, whether it makes sense or not. Well, because it w- at this point, they probably got so much in, it would have been cheaper to make the movie than to let it let the licensing go. Hey, that's, the- not, yeah. that's not that's yeah. not Warner Brothers philosophy. Tax yeah, write offs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you. Just- but I, th- I think that uh, I think that it would be foolish to not do a follow up on Spider-Man. It's it's the most popular thing going right now by a substantial margin and especially uh, for sony <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah especially even for, the for MCU, sony. i mean so, for- um it's just a question of where it fits in and there's clearly room on this schedule for uh phase five to put one at least one if not more spider-man things we have into the spider-verse coming on uh, part yes. two 
So mm-hmm. that'll that's going to tide people over, but it's only going to tide people over until it comes out because as soon as it comes out, people are going to be like, and when are we going to get the live action Spider-Man? Because that's mm-hmm. what that does. It's going to be well, like, it's... oh, this was great. I want to know what happened to Peter. So Into the Spider-Verse is actually going to be in two parts. So there will be two movies coming out. And they've I think sl- they've, that- they've split it into two parts. Yes. I think that's going to tied them over until they work out a contract with Tom Holland because I'm pretty sure his contract's finished, right? So I actually think that the next Spider-Man that we will see is Miles. And I don't know if we will see him before Secret Wars, but I think we will see him in Secret Wars. I've always thought the solution to the Spider-Man, Disney, and Sony problem was somebody take Miles, somebody take Peter. And make him, you know, and make your, and make your, that, that is to me the easiest solution to this problem. And I, I honestly, they think, I think they're wasting their time because Miles Morales, you're talking about a popular character right now. Make him Spider Man into, into one of these universes. And I hope it's MCU. I hope he's the Spider Man and, and let Peter mm-hmm. retire in a sense to the Spider, the Sony universe, however you want to do it. But you're wasting, they're wasting so much time. Okay, so here's my two cents. First, I think that with the setup at the end of um, No Way Home, that it would be a huge disservice not to actually give us street level Spider Man because that's what we haven't right. had mm-hmm. in the MCU. We're not. We're not. street level Spider. You know, we saw Peter making a costume on a sewing machine, and yes, let's hand wave that you couldn't make that costume on a sewing machine. <laughs> my wife sews. I know how this stuff works. You couldn't make that entire costume on a sewing machine. Let's hand wave that. But he's he's in a apartment that's like a rat infested, dirty mm-hmm. hole where he didn't need any ID. We know he didn't need any ID because all of the evidence of his existence was wiped. The director's cut made that clear um so you know we we you know we're in this universe now i think we need at least one more with the tom holland spider-man and i think we're going to get one more with the tom holland spider-man and knowing that sony likes to do these every two years every two years yep and if you look at the schedule well wait a minute you know this last one came out december 2021 2023 has four movies but if you look over to 2024 there are only three movies There's so movie. so yep. here's here's what i think is going to happen sony's going to go to december of 2023 because that's exactly two years they're going to bump blade from 2023 mm-hmm. into the beginning of 2024 because blade's a movie it can yeah. go anywhere on that. You know, yeah. you're not putting it's that in a prime release. time, no, you know, February release kind of thing. That's going to be a February, yeah. March movie. It'll be oh, fine. Yeah. Got that in February. And, and I think that's when, we're, and, and then we might tie up the Tom Holland Spider-Man in the two Avengers movies that are coming out, you know, and, and have that be like, a because, because then we're going to talk about the other thing I want to talk about, because we haven't talked about the two Avengers movies uh in phase five that they've announced um and i think that that there's 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 room for a reboot um with these two especially with them invoking secret wars which i don't think is going to be the 80s storyline called secret wars i think it's going to be the 20 teens version of secret wars which was a reboot story um so um i think that's what we're getting is is that version of secret wars where they're gonna everything after 2025 it's gonna be a different mcu um and so i think think that's the room to bring in miles and spider-man i think that's when we're gonna get miles right yeah i think i think what i think you're spot on with secret wars being i just if we do it i just want the the best line from that run of comics which was my god has a hammer i mean you know come on you know (laughs) nick fury just looking over his shoulder going 
looking at the scroll going, our God will destroy you. And he goes, my God has a hammer. I mean, it's just the, the only thing good about that run. So. so so Kevin Feige said in D23 that the Avengers right now in the timeline are broken up. Yep. Like yeah. there, yeah. there is no Avengers team. in the because people have speculated mm-hmm. like, wait, are, are the, the Avengers a thing? Are they not a thing? Whatever. And he said definitively right now, they're not a thing. And, no. and he's very purposefully not doing the event, an Avengers movie at the end of every phase anymore. And he mm-hmm. said, like, mm-hmm. we want this to be an event. And that's why we're getting two movies, but they're going to be two movies at the culmination of a whole storyline. And so that's where we're getting the Kang Dynasty in May of uh, 2025. And then we're getting uh, the Secret Wars in November mm-hmm. of 2025. Mm-hmm. And so just, um, you know, like thoughts on that, like what, you know, are you excited for it? Do you, you think, feel like, you know, that's going to be too event driven? You know, like what, what are your thoughts? Cause like, I'm one of the people and, and I think Allie is, I'm not sure. I, I don't want to speak for you on this one that, that had, thinks Endgame had some problems and wasn't, you know, as great oh, as some people make so it. Many problems. Okay. Yes. I thought you were with me on this one. So do you think, are you worried about it being a big event thing because it might like not satisfy expectations or are you like, Oh no, I'm all in for it. So just curious, let's just go around. Steven, what do you think? Um, I'm I'm mild. I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's put it that way. Um, and more more looking forward to Secret Wars than Kang Dynasty. Although I think Kang Dynasty is probably going to, for better or worse, sort of wrap up the hard focus on multiverse. Um, I think there will always be some element of multiverse going forward. But um, I, I think that that being the the focus of of the stories is probably going to go away. And we're going to see more of uh, a shift to the more cosmic Marvel. At least that's what I'm hoping after Secret Wars is it becomes more cosmic. Um, And we're going to see more of the, which they've done very well. And Marvel has given them a lot of uh, stories to work with and characters to work with. You're going to see a lot more of those, the characters evolving into the new versions of these characters. And that's probably where a lot of Secret Wars is going to be, you know, continuing that trend. So you're getting, you know, your new Black, like we've had our new Black Widow. You're getting, I think that's where Miles Morales can come in as a Spider-Man, for say. And I, I will say, too, that for as far as the Sony Spider-Man stuff, uh, Sony has never been had so successful a live-action Spider-Man movie as with the MCU. And I think they'd be fools to give that up. But Give a studio a chance. I'm I'm someone who argued that Marvel actually with the ones that hold more cards should have played the yeah. long game and waited for Sony to just fall apart under the weight of their own Spider-Man <laughs> failures so they could get it back wholesale. So we want to get these schlock like Morbius and Venom movies and and then they could could they could run all these characters not just Spider-Man and they would have complete control over it. But they 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 <sighs> you know they wanted spider-man now so they made the deal and now sony's gonna be able to hold that license for because the license because marvel wasn't savvy when they made this license it is based on sony cranking out movies as long as they're cranking out movies they have it in perpetuity yep that's it's goes back to those old licenses when yeah yeah, it goes back to stan lee's days of keeping marvel afloat by selling the tv rights and movie rights i mean Mm -hmm. that's a part of his legacy too i think perpetuity I know, I, but he needed money. Uh, <laughs> he, he, needed, he needed some money. Marvel was bankrupt. Um, I think with the, Mar- the the Avenger events, I think it leads. It, it depends on which Secret Wars you're getting. You know, you know, mm. is it the eighties? It if it's the eighties oh, Secret it's, Wars, no. then it's I, not will, the 80s I will. I will eat my shirt. No, no Beyonder. Sorry. No, 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 I'm, no, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm not rooting for that. Give me a second. <laughs> 
I'm saying it, but opportunities you have in the 2010s, because I really enjoyed that comment run for the silliness of it, but you get a chance to bring your Chris Evans back, your RDJs. That's, mm-hmm. that's part, that, mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's a good way of old team versus new team, you know, kind of really what they like to do. So I, I don't know if we're going to get it. I, I think it, if it goes that route, that's what you're going to get. I think it depends upon how much they cost. <laughs> it gives a possibility. But I think we will see. But yes, yeah. you have the potential to bring variants of characters we've seen before right. played by the actors. It's right. like, I'm, oh, this is an Iron Man who didn't sacrifice his life. And, I you know. am rooting for Chris Evans' Johnny Storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing is there have been a lot of rumors about us seeing like the Fox versions or maybe seeing the other Spider-Men back, like Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield yeah. might back. be back in that. Yes, and, you know, please. right. So so we could see any of the old iterations of any of these characters, you know, from previous yes. movies show up. Finally get Tom Cruise, Iron Man, you know. <laughs> All right. Allie, what are, you, what are your thoughts? So I am excited about it. Uh, I am also excited that there is not an Avengers title in phase five, because I think the reality of the MCU is going to be a lot of people questioning where are the Avengers, which is mm-hmm. why Thunderbolts is has the opportunity. And so I'm looking forward to that storyline, actually a lot. Um, but the eventness of the Avengers at the end of phase six, I'm totally fine with, because there are a lot of empty slots on the phase six schedule. And there are a lot of young adventures that have been introduced mm-hmm. throughout phase four. So I and the young adventures have a pretty strong tie to Kang. So I personally am hoping that there will be young Avengers by the time we hit Kang dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the thing that I am hoping that maybe that's the Avengers team um, that is primarily active during King Dynasty. This is a thing that I've said multiple times. I'm I'm positive I'm gonna be bit by this, but I'm still gonna say. It. <laughs> but I am, I'm kind of looking forward to possibly getting a very different looking Avengers team, maybe a Young Avengers, um, and then I'm excited about Secret Wars because I think it will be, I think it's going to be a very interesting story regardless of quality (laughs) and I do have a lot of trouble with Endgame but it's not that I don't think it's not interesting I think it's very interesting you know I really enjoyed all of the uh time travel hijinks in it I just think that they made some character decisions that are uh dumb (laughs) and that's fine but um yeah I, I don't expect the MCU to be perfect so that's my 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 end. I just don't okay. expect it to be perfect. I, I I'm just going to say, and this isn't the, this isn't this isn't me criticizing you for what you like. I am just going to say, I think that you might also not see Young Avengers until Phase Seven. I, I think that that's yeah. a distinct possibility that they're not so Young Avengers. I will not be surprised if it's not until Phase Seven. <laughs> However, I just keep looking at at how they have introduced so many of them. Oh, it's definitely coming. In such yeah. a quick succession. It, it's the it's the speed at which they have introduced so many of them that I am thinking, and also the age of the majority of them. Yep. So if they're going to do Young Avengers, uh, they got to do it soon for Kate Bishop <laughs> to still be a Young Avenger. Right. I mean, 
He will be in the mid thirties Avengers. I mean, did you see Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero back in the day? Because (laughs) thirty somethings playing teenagers is not like an unusual thing in Hollywood. Yes, in terms of that, no, I'm not talking about about her, the actress's age. But if you are spinning out the timeline of the MCU, you can run out of years. People with bald spots pretending they're 16 years old. This happens. It's like a common thing. They haven't, the MCU has not been doing that crap. No, I know. But we haven't had a young focused, like long running series yet. So we'll see. Well, Um, I don't think it's going to be a long running series. I like as much as I love the Young Avengers, I kind of think that they would be Young Avengers for a short period of time. And then we would have them you know graduate essentially and you know some of them would take over the avenger slot and some of them would Mm. we would never hear from them again they would just be gone (laughs) (laughs) all right so mark what do you think about our two our two tent poles shall we say for phase six that they have announced well i don't know that those are the only tent poles because um Marvel- no, I'm not saying there's not going to be other movies, but those are the big things. They're two Avengers movies. That's what that phase is going to hang on. They're certain. They're certainly the biggest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am having to make an adjustment because we're uh, as as we move towards Thunderbolts and the Young Avengers and the New Warriors and the New New Warriors. We're never getting the new Young Warriors. Avengers. And the all new, all different, not quite really, but still uncanny X-Men. We're we're past my um we're past my my comic reading uh body of knowledge. And so I'll be I'll still watch all of it and I'll watch it with the same uh enthusiasm, but probably not with the same heart. Mm. Because um if I I'm really happy with the Avengers movies that we got as someone that never thought I'd see them. Yep. I feel very, um, I don't, I hate using the word blessed. That's right up there with thoughts and prayers. I feel very fortunate to be alive in this time when this kind of thing was able to happen before I got too old to care or, you know, I, I really appreciate there was this period of time for about 15 years where they were doing movies out of my head. And that's fantastic. Uh, I've never felt more important. It was probably the only time uh, somebody from Generation X uh, felt like we'd been heard. So um, I was very, so, so all that being said, I think probably Kang Dynasty is gonna be the last Avengers movie that will have anything in it for me. Kang is one of my favorite villains. I like him better than Dr. Doom. Um, and, and, and really excited because, and he's a quintessential, um, Avengers villain. He's oh, yeah. classic, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's the real, he's, he's, he's there with Loki in terms of like how he's tied to the Avengers. I mean, so I see him as a fantastic four character cause he's a Richards, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> My point is that that Kang is uh, 
kind of going to be my last gasp, I think. And I don't, and I'm not sure when they bring in the young Avengers that they're not just going to call them the new Avengers or maybe just even the Avengers. It's obvious mm-hmm. that they're building it on that. And I have to respect that, you know, in the comics, you know, it's like spinal tap drummers at the Avengers. They've had 137 people yeah. in the team. So, you know, I mean, there's there's no um it's not like this is coming out of left field i feel sorry for those guys from 2008 who got a captain america uh shield tattoo on their arm and said i'm a marvel comics fan for life because you're in for a a rude awakening fella uh there's some coming down the pipe that's going to make you freak out uh more so than a girl that's green but um (laughs) i'm excited for it um i I'm okay if this is all the Avengers that we get after this. There's still a bunch of concepts and characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that will that will be there for me. Um, I am excited about uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe version of the X-Men. And I think that's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. I think we're going to get to see some stuff that they didn't do over at Fox. And I suspect that it's going to be some of the burn stuff um i'm super excited about that fantastic four it'd be nice because they actually haven't really done anything from the comics yet so it's tabula rasa uh for uh mcu ff and so um i'll just shift my 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 squeals and my excitement to those those parts of the mcu that i haven't seen yet and uh, and I'm I'm perfectly okay to sort of evolve past the the point here of when when these things sort of outstrip me. I don't I don't mind being outstripped because you know there's there's so much still to cover. And anytime I'm feeling nostalgic, I got all the DVDs, I got all the Blu-rays. I can probably summon it via some sort of a stream if I need to um uh, we still have and there's going to be and there's going to be additional movies for these other characters we're going to get another ant-man and wasp past this we're, mm-hmm. i'm sure we're going to get a third doctor strange movie so so i don't feel let down but um i am having to adjust my expectations it, does that make sense i feel yeah. like i'm waffling mm-hmm. but i'm well, really no, not no. i just no, I I that's just a my fair past, opinion past no. paying i'm 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 exponentially less excited for what the content is and more excited that we've got a phase six and they're talking about it. Like that's interesting to me. I'm, I'm, I'm still all in on the MCU, even if not everything is for me and not everything is something I'm going to like or uh, engage with. I wanted to like love and thunder a lot more. And it was only personal shit in my life that made me really not like the movie. It had mm. nothing to do with whether or not it was funny or not. Um, the cancer thing uh, was mm. was 100% triggering for me uh, mm. in a way that mm. I never thought it would be. So it was really hard for me to watch the movie, and I don't know that I can get back to it anytime soon. So, you know, that them's the breaks. That's just how it, that's just how it is. She-Hulk is the soothing balm. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and all those people that are that are screaming and crying right now, all five of them, uh, need to realize that that there's so much stuff here that it can't be contained. Uh, if you don't like one thing, just hold your breath. You know. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Well, and here's the thing, and and here's the thing that I've been bringing up. 
uh, with a lot of these conversations is that as Marvel keeps growing exponentially, the ability for them to do niche uh you know material uh like we you guys were just talking about werewolf by night which is like an homage to like 50s horror movies yeah so like for them to do niche you projects so. i mean that's that's what they're saying anyway i still think it's a tool video okay but whatever but but you know um they so so that can be in terms of style like with werewolf by night it can also be in terms of hey maybe we're going to do this Disney plus series and it's not going to be set in the same universe as the other things. Cause maybe you want to see a story with Nick Fury and his howling commandos where Nick Fury is a world war two mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. And we'll do a Disney plus series that's set on a different earth where Nick Fury is a world war two yep. hero. And he's got the howling commandos and you get all those characters. Uh, maybe you want to see a story with Iron Man set in the sixties uh, where he's got the bulky, you know, retro <laughs> suit of armor. Bullet thing, suit. And we'll yeah. do that as a thing. Or you want to see the Invaders. Tony Stark makes you feel if you want to see the invaders I gotta tell you, see... that actually kind of exhausts me Nathan your, your your premise there sort of exhausts me and there's a part of, and, and I, I know why I know what you're talking about yeah. um, that that you know anything is possible I that probably mentally is going to make me tired okay. all of like okay what 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 alternate timeline are we in now what universe we're in now i kind of like it if we can this has been fun these little diversions and and oh look there's three spider-men isn't that neat the fans will love it um but i i really kind of hope that uh i think steven you said that you think this is going to kind of run its course i hope you're right i hope it narrows back down into you know but here's the thing here's the thing what i'm saying is that property doesn't have to cross back over into the main yeah. one where there's portals and characters going back i'm just saying it could be a standalone thing that they could just do so you don't yeah. have to scratch your head on where does this fit in because it's just like a nice thing for people who like that character in that setting you know and it's just that you know i would love to do the invaders i'd love to have submariner yeah. the original human torch and captain right. america in yeah. world war ii as a super powered yeah. world yeah. war ii team I yeah. would love yeah. that. I'd be all about it. And I'm not a big World War II fan in general for World War II I, movies. I hope that I oh, hope I that ends up in what stories. if. But yeah, what I, if I, would be the perfect place for that stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that they've got what if, and I think that that's where those go. Um, some of them, like the idea of a Fury in the Howling Commandos, though, that sounds like it would work better as a tv miniseries rather than one episode so well, i agree with yeah. you on some of those things but but yeah i think what if is where those things sit we're getting the mcu has been the love letter to gen x's comic book love it really has i mean if you look at the heroes the popularity it's the stuff that us as kids you know M- M- mark and i at least as kids grew up with the comic books all those stories it's that it's that huge <laughs> love letter no, but I'm saying like, I agree with him completely when he says we're aging out of it in a yeah. sense that the storylines are getting past where I stopped reading comics. Well, and no, no, I a... get that. Yeah. No, I'm, but but again, I think with an Avengers film, and this is where it's gonna be hard to be culminating. And this is, I think, the problem is that how many shows, how many movies are we gonna be at that point that you're gonna have to try? You're gonna try to either tie in somehow homage of characters. People are going, what, what? It was hard enough to doing it with just the MCU phase one through three and all everything that was yeah. just the, 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 the movies. I mean, well, I mean imagine. Yeah, all right. All right. So, 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 because I want to talk about my thoughts on the two movies uh, and it's going to segue into your, your comment. If you look at that phase six timeline, there's a lot of stuff on oh, that timeline. Geez. I assume there's only going to be two more actual movies, like movies that come in the movie theater. And 
I'm I my my bet based on what names have been trademarked recently by Marvel is it's going to be Shang-Chi 2 and Eternals 2 are the other yep. two movies that are going to come out that year. I could be wrong, but that's where I'm putting that down. But there's going to be like a half dozen or more Disney Plus series yeah. in phase six. Mm-hmm. And I think that not everything, just like in the comics, how sometimes when they do a crossover, there's going to be like the core storyline. And then there's a bunch of adjunct things that happen around that core storyline. I think that year, that's how you have to do the it. stuff then the Disney Plus stuff is going to be the adjunct stuff that you don't have to watch to understand the two Avengers movies. But if you want supplemental stuff with your favorite, like Moon Knight might not show up in those Avengers movies, but there might be a Disney mm-hmm. Plus series that has Moon Knight in it and shows how Moon Knight is reacting to whatever big events are happening mm-hmm. because of that stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a Moon Knight season two. It could be like a, a series that has several different Marvel characters in it or whatever. Yeah. But I think that's what's going to happen there. So I think it's going to be like a comic crossover with that same thing of here's the main storyline, but here's like these sort of satellite storylines in the Disney Plus stuff. I think people were expecting it to be for Disney Plus to be more like that. And clearly i mean they got things got messed up a little bit because of the shooting schedule around and the schedule <laughs> shifting with wandavision being the first one out for phase four um but i think people were anticipating the disney plus series being more ancillary and they have been like super crucial <laughs> yeah well i mean just like in comics though sometimes the stuff that's ancillary this year might be important next year. And so I think right. that's the Disney Plus stuff is usually not immediately important, but it can factor in like WandaVision is super duper yeah. important for multiverse of madness. Yeah. I just I just had a bunch of people from out of town come in and like two of them had seen multiverse of madness without watching WandaVision. I was like, how? How? <laughs> like, how do you even do that? Like you you don't Ouch. have the tools to even like understand this movie. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, as far as the movies themselves go, um, I mean, I never thought in a million years I would get the Council of Cross Time Kangs like on screen in a mm-hmm. movie uh, that is going to be amazing. Uh, we are going to have Ramatut and Immortus and Kang and all of them just like all the time. Kang has more aliases than any character in comics, I think, because there's so many different timelines because he's yeah. altered his own timeline uh-huh. so many times that he just becomes different people. Um, so that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see how they how they link that together. I, I got to say, I'm more excited for Kang Dynasty than I am for Secret Wars, because I think reboots are really difficult to pull off in a way that work. And I'm pretty sure that's what they're going going to do is and they're going to do the kind of reboot I, I most detest which is have our cake and eat it too reboot which is we're going to somehow magically keep things that we like but then change other things even though if you look at the timeline of events there's no way that this new spin could have actually worked with the other things that we're keeping and it, if you think about it too hard it all falls apart and i hate that kind yeah. of reboot but it, it's the only way they can do it with the actors and everything that they have and it, they're not going to do a clean reboot where they just throw away everything that they've done I don't think it's going to be a reboot. No. I don't think it's going to be a reboot. Yeah, it was sort of like how, you know, um, uh, Civil War was really sort of the premise of what the comic was. It was sort of like they took the log line of the comic and said, okay, now let's make a movie based on this. Because if you read the Civil War comic book with all the crossovers, (laughs) it's scrambled eggs, man. It's a hot buttered mess mess and so um as someone that that does not have any affection for secret wars any version of that story 
I'm trusting that the secret wars that they come up with is going to be secret wars in name only. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that, that well, last run of Secret Wars was a hot man. That was an incoherent yeah. story. But the thread between the most recent Secret Wars and the 80s Secret Wars was that it everything everything in the universe changed. Everything about all of the characters changed somehow. Yeah, and right. I think that's the thread they're going to pull out of that, is that they're going to change this MCU into something different. I don't know if it's going to be a reboot or what, but but everything is going to change. No, you might point. get grittier. Well, well, all right, so here's here. All right, so let me please finish my thought here. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been saying since the very beginning, since the idea of a Fox buyout was mooted, that X Men returning to the MCU will require a reboot. And now, now here's 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 what I mean by that, because there's two choices that you have because of the way that mutants work. You either have to very slowly develop mutants and say like, well, you know, a few teenagers now have it. And then 10 years down the road, like a little more and a little more, because otherwise you're going to question where have the mutants been? Or you can do a reality altering thing and say, oh, now in this new version, because we've we've rebooted reality, mutants have always been there. And so, you know, the X-Men actually were in the battle for New York or some mutants were or whatever and sort of do it that way. So you can have all the mutant characters to play with because you say like, oh, they've been here since the beginning. It's just now that reality has been made. Now, now that reality has been made over, they've been here since the beginning. And I think that's what they're going to do to bring X-Men into the MCU so they can play with all the characters. Because they've already started your plan A a little bit. Yeah. But if you're going to bring the X-Men characters in, you're going to have to accelerate that. Mutants mm -hmm. are already here. Yeah, mutants are here. You know, they well, I mean, Kamala Khan is now a mutant. We know that for sure because they use the right. no, no, no. X-Men theme song. I know and that. But I don't think they're gonna slowly a... develop it over time. I mean, maybe. Well, <sighs> there's a I don't think I don't think they're I think, I think you haven't, okay, I think you have not watched She Hulk yet. Right. There's sure. a time when she's looking at a newsreel. And there is a line yep, that yeah. says, man in bar fights with metal claws. Yeah. Like, you can't yeah. tell me that that's not Wolverine. Well, and again, there's also, stuff, all these, yeah. they're dropping, well, yeah. like I said earlier, that, that line about all these supers, you know, out there and how they need a yeah. legal, legal defense team just for super. It's like, it's hinting. I still think they're going to tie it back to the blip. I think that's going to be the last big thing is that the blip is the mutant level event, is that these people came back and didn't come back right. I think that there's the thing that's happened is or the thing that we will discover is that there is not maybe an established X-Men team already. And yeah, so right. but that there are mutants out there. So there yeah. are people who have superpowers that are not part of a super team. Right. Hmm. I think that's right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be interesting we'll if Secret Wars was the uh, was the sudden appearance of the mutants? because they've been in hiding this whole time because they know what all of you are <laughs> and how if they showed themselves all you'd want to do is cut them open to see what makes them tick wouldn't that be interesting if that were the secret wars was literally the magneto xavier spillover into the, into the uh, modern world I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, I, <laughs> mean, thing, I mean, let me let me be clear. I would absolutely love if they went with because, you know, you need a few ones who are older. Like you got to say Magneto and Xavier yes, yes. and Wolverine have always existed, you mm -hmm. know, because yeah. just for whatever reason, there were a few mutants in the past, you know, because of whatever. Um, but I would be very happy if they went with 
the original lineup of X-Men and then just maybe add Polaris to so that there's more women, um, you know, so that you could have a little more equality on that score mm -hmm. and then and not even have Wolverine on the team. Do a separate Wolverine movie about Wolverine as a Canadian agent or whatever uh, and do that. And then eventually Wolverine will appear in X-Men, but do a few X-Men movies with the original team and say that mutants are an yeah. incredibly rare thing. And there's only like, you know, one one millionth of a percent of people are mutants or whatever. I would love them to do it that way. I just don't see them doing it that way. But okay. we'll see. It doesn't matter what we think. They're going to I guarantee you what it, what it's going to be is going to be something none of us have figured out yet. So, you know, well, no, I, I think I, I really think that it goes back to my joke at the beginning. Like, how, how do you get Deadpool three then? Because, I mean, you have to have. If it's going to be, and he says it's going to be part of the MCU, how? How are you going well, to Well, Daredevil's the sort of, or Deadpool's the sort of wild card because you can yeah. do the thing of Deadpool falls in from another universe. Like there's a breach right. that opens up, Deadpool falls in, he's in the MCU now, right. and he starts cracking jokes about the MCU yeah. and how it's a different universe and whatever. And and you can do that without having to do anything else because- Yeah, Deadpool's yep. a force of nature and you, can, you don't have to explain a whole lot. You oh yeah, he can just walk in. <laughs> Right. So so that's the one thing where if they're going to do anything X related before be the end of phase six, I think it might be like a Deadpool, you know, Disney plus thing or whatever, where he just falls into the Marvel universe. And it's like, oh, Deadpool's wacky adventures in the MCU kind of thing, because I don't think there's room for a Deadpool movie before Secret Wars. <laughs> it's the Deadpool holiday special with special guest Sammy Davis Jr. It could be something like that. Like it take the place of like the Guardians specials that yep. James Gunn is doing because yeah. he's he's leaving the MCU stuff. So um yep. All right, but yeah, we've we've been talking long <laughs> enough. Uh somewhat about the announcements from uh San Diego Comic Con <laughs> and D23. I think we did great. It's yeah. hard to not talk about the rest of the MCU <laughs> and just the stick MCU. to because, yeah. because it's yeah, it's it is so interconnected. Yep. And and because of that and also to make predictions about or to talk about how, what we think might happen, you have to go look at what they've done in the past. Mm. And so I think it's impossible to talk about like one <laughs> corner of the MCU. It's just too interconnected. Mark, thank you very much for not bringing up Doc Savage. Who? <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering what i'm talking about go to our rocketeer podcast which was really a doc savage podcast even though i don't think anyone other than mark knew anything about doc savage <laughs> um but anyway <laughs> um so yeah let's uh let's wrap things up um and uh until the next time we get a huge marvel announcement uh, but until then everybody uh uh say uh you know where people can find you say your goodbyes and if you have any shout outs brief shout outs like you know two or three maybe very quick sentences that's okay <laughs> all right so uh will say goodbyes let people know where they can find you uh, find me on Facebook at uh, WGNX, uh, on uh, Twitter at w WGNX Podcast, uh, and also just on here. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm a frequent guest and love doing it. Keep keep me bringing me back. All right, Mark, say goodbyes and let people know where they can find you. Hey, uh, I have a website called the North Texas Apocalypse Bunker .com. You can find me uh, there uh, with some uh, larger pieces. I also have a weekly newsletter that's free. 
on Substack, ntab.substack.com. Uh, you get updates on my life. Uh, you get the occasional picture of me in Halloween masks or shots of the dog. And uh, if, you're, uh, if you're a game nerd, Tools of the Trade is out right now on drivethroughrpg.com. Uh, and uh, it's a great way to put fantasy heists into your uh, fantasy role-playing game. So please uh, go check that out. All right, and Stephen? Uh, boy, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me at Chicago TARDIS. You can find me uh, at some suburban Chicago theater someplace. And uh, eventually I will be in a film called The Grey Girl when we finish filming that and that gets released. All right, and Allie? Uh, I am online at alliemartin.com. Uh, I'm a writer and freelance editor. So if you are interested in what I do, that's where I do it. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, you can find me as self-winding. Um, and I do a jillion other things primarily around around writing. Uh, I write science fiction and fantasy, and I also do a lot of writer support. All right. And my two shout outs that I didn't get to talk about are I am stoked for Quantumania because we're not only getting Kang, we are getting Modoc, And I am so stoked. And number two is Echo, uh, because that was the one thing I liked about the Hawkeye series was the character of Echo. I thought she was fascinating. I was so impressed with the physical ability of the actress. And I just really liked highlighting uh, a deaf character, you know, and being like really true to that and actually casting a Native American deaf actress to play the Native American deaf character. How about that? Um, so awesome. I'm really excited for Echo before Daredevil, where we're going to also see uh, Charlie Cox and Vince D'Onofrio. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Will, Stephen, Mark and Ali, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Thanks for having me. Thank you. For Always having... a pleasure. Thanks. And that's it for our discussion of the Marvel, San Diego Comic-Con and D23 announcements. So which movies and TV shows are you most excited for? You can let us know that, as well as what you thought of the episode, in a variety of different ways. One way is to email us at everything at 42cast.com. Another way is to go to our website at 42cast.com and leave us a review on any of the episodes there. You can also go to facebook.com slash 42cast. You can also send us messages to either our Twitter or Instagram accounts at 42cast. You can also leave us reviews on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. The more reviews that we have, the more we show up in searches. So if you have an Apple account, if you haven't given us a review yet, we'd really appreciate if you do that. I also want to let you know about the ESO Network Patreon. That's a way that you can help all the shows on the network. There are different tiers that give you different things for the amount that you pledge. So you can get some access to some exclusive episodes, some early episodes, or a whole exclusive ESO Network podcast on one level. And again, that website link is patreon.com slash ESO network. And if you are, have the funds to contribute, we would greatly appreciate it if you do. You can also find me on two other podcasts. One is Time Streams, where my friend Juliet and I are going through all of Doctor Who from the beginning. You don't need to buy the episodes to follow along with us because we tell you everything about that's important about the episode as we go. So if you just want to listen to our banter, you can do that. But also, if you do want to purchase the episodes, or if you have access to BritBox or something else that lets you watch the episodes, you'll definitely get more out of it. So once again, if that's interesting, you can listen to Time Streams. The other show is Legendary Forces, and that's where Juliet and I, but also joined by Joe, Ashley, and Corey, are going through all of Star Wars fictional media from the beginning. So that is the movies, the TV shows, the comics, the novels. Basically, anything that happens in the Star Wars universe. 
We talk about the quality of whatever we're reviewing, but then we also talk about it in the context of the evolving idea of the Star Wars universe. So things that are canon one minute might not be canon another minute, but we don't get into it in the terms of canon so much as more of what the ideas of the writers are about the Star Wars universe when there is less context from the movies and etc. and how that evolves over time. So if that sounds interesting to you, then that is Legendary Forces. So Chicago TARDIS is behind us. Uh, I have no other plans for cons in 2022. In 2023, I will likely go to Fan Expo Chicago. I may go to C2E2. I will definitely go to Chicago TARDIS again in 2023. So just continue to watch this space to see where I'll be making appearances. And if you ever find me somewhere, you hear my voice, whatever, feel free to come up and talk to me. I don't get anywhere near as much feedback as I would like about the show. So a uh, few people have done that in the past. Few people have come up to me either when I'm on a convention panel or whatever and said, hey, I listened to the 42 cast. I always love that. Or if you just want to communicate through any of the means that I mentioned at the beginning of the outro, that is great too. I just would love to hear feedback because the only way the show can get better is if I hear from you guys what you want. So again, don't feel free to do that. Don't feel shy. I love to hear comments. All right, so that is a wrap for this week. Join us back next week when Nicole Kang will not be joining us. And until then, this is Nathan signing off. You have been listening to The 42 Cast, copyright 2021. Got a question for the ultimate answer? Contact us at everything at 42cast.com. Theme music is Sharper Swords by Brandon Ellis. Check out more of his work at www.cityfires.com. The 42 Cast is a proud member of the ESO Network. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.